just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 24 episodes of One Tree Hill. I'm Michelle and I've seen 341 episodes of One Tree Hill. And I'm Liz and I think I've seen 212 (laughs) episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 2, The Truth Doesn't Make a Noise. Keeping up the appearances. My half-brother. My half-brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. Thought I smelled something. Oh, that's gank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Yeah, you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know. He'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby, <laughs> baby. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. So, hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 2, The Truth Doesn't Make a Noise. Dominic, we are here, but we are not alone, we are back, we are joined by the royalty of the One Tree Hill game, the veterans, the OGs, the ones that we all blindly follow their opinions because that is what the truth is when they say it, because that's how much we respect it. Tree Hill Talks own Alyssa, Michelle, not Ingrid. How are we, my friends? (laughs) (laughs) We're good. We're good. Oh, you make us blush. It's funny, your intro. Yeah, flesh and heart. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions, and I'm sure your listeners have vastly different opinions than we did. So (laughs) excited! Well, there's a lot to say on a lot of different things that we'll come to in a moment. Dom, how are you, my friend? I'm fine, thank you very much. How are you? Very good, very good. Excited to be joined from across the waters, across the Atlantic, with our friends Alyssa and Michelle. Before we go any further and get into any One Tree tree Hill goodness, you are no longer It Takes Free podcast network. You are now Total Betty. Now, I know about it. Dom knows about it from, you know, listening to your channel update. But to our listeners and people that don't know, tell us about Total Betty. Tell us why the name, uh, why the name change and what the focus is. Still, you know, it's still the same focus. We want to be the podcast network for nostalgic teen drama shows. 
Um, and funny enough, we were on the Mighty 90s podcast for the movie Clueless. If you guys haven't listened to the episode, you should. <laughs> um, and that is one of Michelle and I's all-time, long-time favorite movies. And so we wanted to rebrand our network. We are no longer three people. And we decided to call ourselves Total Betty Media. And so the same two peeps that... Hopefully you know and love, but just a little, just a little sprucing up. Yeah. And you've still got the whole back catalog, Tree Hill Talk. This is all just under the banner now of Total exactly. Betty Media. They have a, so. uh, our podcasts have a new home, Tree Hill Talk, Let's Talk OC, and currently three Gossip Girls. So if you're a Gossip Girl fan, we are starting, we just started season four. So come on over there. And we'll have the links to all of that stuff in the podcast description. So go check it all out. I can I can verify. I can validate. Tree Hill Talk, Let's Talk OC, amazing podcasts. And, you know, I'm sure all of your, you know, Gossip Girl and your future podcasts are going to continue to be in that way. Uh, you announced what your next one's going to be. Are we able to talk about that here? Sure. Our next podcast will be on Friday Night Lights. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys watched Friday Night Lights? Uh, I have. Have you, Dom? You have. I'm not. No, I've not seen it. No. Oh, so you'll be a newbie like me, Dom, if you want to listen to the podcast because I've never seen Friday Night Lights. So oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it too. It's a fun one. Is it American football? Yes. Involved. Yes. I, I, I seem to remember seeing that somewhere, but I haven't. I haven't ever watched it. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll watch it with you. Yay! And it was a it was a movie. Billy Bob Thornton, I believe, yeah. was in it. Yeah. So I've never I, seen the movie. No, I've seen. <laughs> I've actually seen both. Uh, um, I, I I'm looking forward to rewatching it and then listening to your podcast because I watched it a long time ago. I think I watched it after watching One Tree Hill as like a related, you know, it's a sports drama sort of thing. I have um, I have a friend that is uh, does prop collecting sort of like I do, and he's got a lot of the stuff from Friday Night Lights, like the helmets and some of the jerseys and oh, stuff. Cool. So I have to uh, when you're up and going and everything, I have to get him to send you some pictures of some of the you know stuff that he has because it's really cool if you're into so that cool. kind of yeah. stuff. No, that'd be awesome. Absolutely, I got when uh, ATX TV Festival in Austin, they did a Friday Night Lights reunion, and I got to go to the football field and the house. And I got to in the locker room, and we sat on the field, and we watched some bands play. It was awesome. Yeah, that was probably really cool. Yeah. Sad that I couldn't be there, but yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> really have cool. understood any of it anyway. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now that Dom is going to love the coach. I can't remember his name, but I know that Dom will love that character. He's got you <laughs> written all over it in Dom. So. Is he an old, just like cranky... Dude, I say, no, I say nothing. <laughs> no spoilers. He's just a good, good dude. It's a good oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of the no spoilers, uh, we do this with everyone that comes on. We know that you're well versed in how this works, but it's tradition now. So we're going to have to see you both. Please raise your right hand, and we need you to vow to swear that you will not spoil anything for Dom beyond episode two of season two. I swear. I swear. Do you accept, Dom? He's I accept. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. So 
before uh, we go into into the One Tree Hill stuff, um, oh, firstly, um, for anyone that's just listening and has just heard our new intro, I just have to say, because we spoke about this on a bonus episode, uh, so Alyssa and Michelle, you, pro- you wouldn't have heard it yet, but our, we have a new intro that is our own, I cut it together of some of our old... Uh, sound bites of us from our episodes as well as sound bites from the show and uh, i just want to make it clear that all of that is taken from old episodes none of it was recorded because there's singing involved in it <laughs> i just want you to, i don't singing. want you to think <laughs> in air quotes very much so i just don't want people out there thinking that you know we sat down purposely and we're like right let's sing some travis okay <laughs> dom you say danny glover at this point uh, no none of it. it was all pieced together um we've got good feedback on it but uh, i am I am slightly self-conscious. So. <laughs> well, I look forward to listening. Yeah, to I can't it. wait. Can't wait. Oh, good times. Good times. Well, <laughs> before we go on, and I think it's kind of serendipitous that you guys are on the podcast for this, because I think I should have done this on the last episode, because we kind of, we just went straight on to season two, and we didn't really take a moment to reflect on what we've actually managed to do in season one. And we've spoken a lot about this on some of our like bonus content but we uh we hit a lot of milestones um that in in season 1 and we spoke to you before we'd released anything you know on our first introduction episode so i just wanted to say some thank yous and i figure lucas does a speech in this episode right and he he's does, meant to sure be does. like 16 17 years old and he delivers a word perfect speech um <laughs> we're double his age um so we should be able to <laughs> We should be able to do a speech, right? Yeah. So, have you? Do you have any? Did you have the champagne that I sent over there to to you guys in the mail? It's quite delish. The... Yeah. <laughs> it's a good year, right? Like a age. Very well. good year. It's wonderful. And Crisp. Dom, you got the crystal I sent you. Oh, uh, fancy! I've just, I've just got a Fanta. <laughs> it's not. That I want is a sugar. Fanta. I want a Fanta. Did you guys have that commercial? No, but sing no? more, please. <laughs> that was the Fanta yeah, song. Yeah, it was such a fun. It was there were three women, a uh, four women, and they were all individual flavors of Fanta. Yeah, and their song was "Don't You Wanna Wanna, wanna Fanta? Fanta Wanna Fanta?" It was cute, wanna... but that was like that was it. I mean, like ten years ago. Probably point. more. I Probably think. more. Yeah. Oh, so that was just America. <laughs> <laughs> What's even Shocker. better is they just is had that... a corny commercial. That will feature in season three's opening credits. So. There we go. <laughs> Us singing the Fanta song. We'll send you guys the link to watch the commercial yeah. after this because you oh, don't cool. want to miss it. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like that was like a sugar-free Fanta. Was it, Dom? Didn't even yeah, have all sugar for packaging. this. Zero sugar. Oh. Zero. Zero I, actually, sugar. I actually have an American beverage. I've got the... Uh, a and W root beer. Oh, that's some root beer. Delish. Love root beer. So there we go. I'm sorry, guys. It was a facade. <laughs> there is no cristal. There is no, no champagne. Um, <laughs> but right. So our expectations when doing this podcast were incredibly humble. Like we were just doing it for the point of Dom and I doing it for fun, having a conversation, 
we didn't take into account i think all of the other stuff that comes with it and i think you know you're the perfect people to talk to about this because i think why is that funny dom i was gonna <laughs> say we didn't take into account that people might actually listen <laughs> well neither did we yeah so. we didn't either no definitely not well so and we we dom and i started podcasting in general in february of last year so it's almost a year but you know the first six months of that we were doing the mighty 90s and you know admittedly we weren't getting many hits you know it was we were getting some on the ones where we had like you know cast members on and whatever but we were sort of working out our formula i guess um but since the start of season one uh we've released 22 episodes out there and i'd have no idea about podcast numbers whether this is good or not um but we have just hit ten thousand downloads on 22 episodes congratulations that's awesome that feels like a big number to me i mean regardless if it's not i mean i who knows some people probably are getting ten thousand hits on on one episode but that is incredibly humbling um that 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 has happened so i mean dom how do you feel about that i feel great again (laughs) i i'm still surprised that people listen so (laughs) it's it's quite an an amazing feeling yeah it's a strange feeling that people listen right that you have an audience and people sit down each week and they listen to an episode and it's it's yeah it's crazy that's that's <laughs> yeah. really awesome though and so thank you. beyond yes thank you and then beyond that we've had uh so within a six month span we've managed to do 22 episodes on average all over two hours each so 44 hours of talking about one tree hill seven bonus episodes which are all about 45 minutes each as well four video bonus episodes and two cast member interviews just in for season one and um so i i feel incredibly proud uh you know of that that we've managed to do all of that because within that we've also been through three lockdowns um a baby uh dom works on like the front line of you know of of retail in like I mean, he doesn't like saying this stuff, but I mean, these are the people that should be winning, you know, awards and things because you've been keeping everyone going, like, and especially the department that you work in with online and all of that stuff is incredible. But throughout all of that, we've managed to sort of be able to keep on schedule. We've never missed a a Tuesday. We've had something out every Tuesday. Um, And I think that what I didn't really take into consideration until now till us uh, getting to the end of a season uh, is I never really thought about the amount of time that it's taken. And especially now that I have less time of having, having a baby uh, like I spend, so as everyone knows, I do the production on, on uh, about to say tree Hill talk. Did you guys know? That <laughs> I did the production oh, wow. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for all your help. I was was just in the shadows all of those years, just editing. Oh, man, if only we had an editor. That actually would have been really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I do the the production um, and I'm like the producer, I guess, on Ravens. And Dom now does the same on on Fox River, uh, our Prison Break podcast. And, um, you know, I probably spend double the amount of time that we're recording it, doing the editing and then all of the Patreon and, the you know, the logos and all the stuff that comes with it. And it's only really now that I've got less time that I sort of appreciate how much time that's taken. Um, and I love doing it. I'm not saying it's a chore or anything like that. Um, but it just made, I just kind of... 
what I'm trying to say is, I guess, is that I'm super proud of us and super proud of what we what has been produced. Like I'm proud that even if we stop the podcast tomorrow, season one exists and it's out there. And I feel proud that I edited that stuff and packaged it and whatever. We won we won a podcast award uh, right here, a Lexi Award, which Dom nice. I am gonna keep here with that producer credit and then next next year when we can rig i mean uh get our listeners to vote again for <laughs> the lexi awards fox river will be winning one and then we'll have one each um there you go that's definitely happening uh but yeah i just want to say a massive thank you to every listener to everyone on patreon that we've got 35 patreon members which is overwhelming as well and we get messages every single day uh i i said on instagram just the other day uh about feeling sometimes feeling insecure about uh things i've said on the podcast or like sharing personal stories and then it's always when you feel like that the next day or two days later i get a message from someone saying oh i'm really glad you said that because that actually helped me with something that i was going through or i was self-conscious about the shape of my nipples as well and you know these (laughs) all these important life questions um (laughs) One that sticks out in particular, uh, Tahini is one of our loyal listeners, sent me something uh, a few months ago, and I don't even know if she knows, but it really impacted on me, uh, and all so many different interactions, uh, so I guess what I'm just trying to say is I'm super grateful, super grateful to both of you, Alyssa and Michelle, for you know, helping us from the beginning and being so welcoming to us, the same with Lex, and then Dom, I'm just incredibly grateful to you because... Uh, you bring so much to the show. I wouldn't do it of anybody else. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, I really enjoy doing it. So cheers to season one <laughs> and to many more to go. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers, guys. Yeah, so good. Congrats, you guys. Yeah. It's awesome. And the I feel like one of the biggest lessons that we've learned, and I feel like we do keep this up, is the sprinkling your personal story into your podcast I feel like really helps your audience get to know you and they feel like they could resonate with your story and I feel like that helps you out tremendously like that's what we've always tried to do is just give a sprinkle of who we are in regards to our podcast and even though we're talking about a silly tv teen drama we still relate it to us and I feel like you guys do that as well and I that that's why you have such a big following now and oh, 10,000 listens. You. It's amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> thank you. How, how, how do you feel, Dom? Where's uh, your speech? I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I've got it written out here. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, incredibly grateful to everyone who listens and messages and, um, you know, you never expect anyone to sort of pay attention, but we, we've, you know, had all these people that listen and, they follow us on social media and they send out messages and also incredibly grateful to um, Liz and Michelle as well, because you've been with us on this journey since day one. So although, you know, you're not on every week, but actually we, we talk about you pretty much every week. And if we don't talk about you <laughs> on the podcast, we talk about, you know, something that you've you've done on your social media or something that you've released or something that you released before. And someone will say, oh, you know, these guys did this before and you know, you were there at our very first uh, One Tree Hill podcast and you've joined us on the Mighty 90s and it's great to have, have built that network as well, um, which is, I, I think that's something the the sort of 
audience participation and the, the people that are listening and sending us messages that we you know give shout outs to uh, and then you guys and and having that connection is is probably what's impacted me on impacted on me the most uh, and that i enjoy that enjoy the most as well so thank you guys Thank guys you. are the best yeah. <laughs> Wait, i can't stop smiling i know same i'm just like wow my cheeks hurt well, my, uh, guys are just so good there's, there's also the extra opportunity to uh, get to talk to simon as well that's always a bonus I, I tell him that i tell him that all the time so i wasn't going to include that here but <laughs> great don't don't compliment me publicly just do it in private okay great yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> well one other thing i meant to say which i didn't add in was that people probably don't, people don't know this um and i'll put you on on blast again dom but dom dom bought a, a laptop a macbook and they're expensive guys specifically to 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 produce uh fox river because uh we wanted to do two and he knew that it's it takes a hell of a lot of time like we just said and he committed and uh you know and learn how to do all this stuff and uh just just to to be able to do that and i think that's a huge commitment and uh yeah man like i i appreciate you coming on and doing it because i i don't know when my first proposed doing a podcast with you um i mean i think you well you weren't like in between but i think uh you weren't as into podcasts as you are now as a listener is that right yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there was there's one podcast that I, I listen to a lot, which is by a footballer over here called that that Peter Crouch podcast, which is actually just him and two mates talking nonsense. Um, they talk a bit about football, soccer, um, and the rest of it is just them prattling about. Um, and that's pretty much it. That was the sum of my podcast knowledge. But now I listen to all sorts and and everything as much as possible i've just started listening to the office one as well the the, mm. the office that's ladies, my which favorite is, at the moment which yeah, is good great. yeah I'm, I'm about four episodes in so I, I just completed watching um the office and all all nine seasons i managed to do in in just under two weeks <laughs> wow wow <laughs> so wow. one tree hill is is you know would have been completed probably four times over <laughs> wow well, speaking of One Tree Hill, and before people like click and stop listening, um, <laughs> I, uh, I put out some uh, like verses, would call it like character clashes on Instagram, um, like to just to see who people like prefer. So like you know Haley versus Brooke, who who do, who are people siding with? And um, it was actually crazy. Like it was like we had. <laughs> <laughs> we had like 400, 400 people voting um just between these like two characters and um and some of them are so close like you know like a percent one percent in between with 400 people voting like split so i thought we could play a little game sure. so i'll read out the characters and then you guys have to guess what the percentages were um okay okay but when i voted for a few of them, it was 50-50. Same, because I and voted like, as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard. Yeah. You, were you the first two voters and you just voted on opposite? <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So firstly, you want to get involved in cool things like this at Raven's Podcast on Instagram. Shameless plug. Um, so 
there are some of these that are going to be spoilers uh, for Dom. So Dom, if um, if I I have to ask you to earmuff some of them, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but not yet, not yet. So Haley versus Brooke, the big one. What do we think? Let's go. You to want Dom. a number or who won? To who won? Yeah, no, like we want the percentages. So it oh, was fifty-seven oh. percent to you know Brooke or whatever, for example. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna say like fifty-one Brooke. <laughs> okay. Forty-nine Haley. Okay, what's yours, Michelle? I was gonna say. I feel like Brooke is definitely in the winning. I'm just not sure of how much. I don't want to say 60-40, but mm. something higher, something closer. I guess the 51 is better than that. <laughs> 55, yeah. Okay, Dom? Uh, I was going to go the other way and say like 63% Haley and nice. 37% Brooke. Well, it was 51%. Do you remember 400 people voted? 51% Haley. Wow. Really? That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, I don't this... know why I didn't expect Haley to win. I'm surprised, <laughs> you know, honestly. I... But that's great. That is great. Good for Haley. Yeah. Love Haley. Um, so I wasn't able to vote in any of these either, which I found very, like, frustrating. <laughs> but, uh, okay, Dan versus Keith. It's got to be like, I don't want to go too much, but I also feel like maybe it's like 68% Keith. Okay. Michelle? Yeah. I'm not going to do the math because. Yeah, I no, I was, so. yeah, was going to do like <laughs> 70 Keith. Okay. Dom? Uh, I think people are, are like happy to vote for someone who's a bit evil. So I'm going to mm. say like 58% Dan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I voted. I voted for Dan. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, Michelle, your vote. Say that I did. (laughs) Your vote counted in the twenty-five percent. So Keith won seventy-five percent. Oh wow! That's more than I expected it to be because you know. There's some. We've got big big ones to come. (laughs) Uh, Whitey versus Keith. Dom. Uh, fifty-fifty. Just bang on, middle. Okay. No, I feel like Whitey, stri- like probably took seventy-two percent. Ooh, Michelle. I'll say sixty-five. Ooh, close. Sixty-three percent Whitey. Whitey, awesome. Good for Whitey. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, this is a battle of the mums. Karen versus Deb. I struggled with this one. This is hard. This is hard. I'm going to say Karen, 60. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, eh, oh, that's so hard. Uh, Karen, like 52. Dom? Uh, yeah, I think I'll go in, in between uh, both. So I'll say Karen, 56. Ooh, it was Karen, 72%. Wow. Wow. That's all. That's a big chunk. Okay. Who likes wow. Karen okay. that much? Really? <laughs> I know. You yeah, you guys are not fan, the biggest fan of her. Which makes me a little sad, I have to mm-hmm. admit. Uh, uh, wait, Deb wait. Deb is also an awesome mom. But <laughs> Karen, 
Ah, oh, she's such nostalgic. Oh, One Tree Hill. Like she's the mommy of One Tree Hill. I can't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait until you hear our latest episode, season two, episode one. Oh, we goodness. went in on Karen. Oh, so I'm sure you hard. did. <laughs> <laughs> so hard, and it's, we, but we started pulling it all back. We were saying like she went to Italy and got nothing out of it. She didn't do anything in the cafe Italian. There's no lasagna in that cafe. Like it was a wasted trip. <laughs> like... I don't know something she always wanted to do. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, mouth versus skills. I, think, I was just going to say, when I did this, I think it was 50-50. Dom? Uh, in, in my experience of the two, Skills has only been in it, like, less than a handful of times. So it would be, like, 80% mouth, 20% <laughs> Skills. But It was 52% Skills. <laughs> That's pretty oh, close. Wow. Really? Very close. Wow. What uh, about Jimmy? Uh, well, you, you don't see Jimmy again. I've told you this, Tom. <laughs> oh, but he's going to come back one time, shoot up everyone, and go. That's it. <laughs> uh, <terrible>. Okay. <laughs> what about? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was very insensitive. That was awful. I'm sure yeah. Jimmy is a lovely guy. He's lovely. He's probably off somewhere in a church, just being a great guy. Okay. Um, Brooke versus Peyton. Oh goodness, I'm still going to go for Brooke. I feel. Maybe, oh, it's a, 62. Yeah, that's what I would say, even though that's not how I voted. Right, like, Ooh. <laughs> I think Dom? I did vote for Brock, though. I mean, 70% Brooke, 30 Payton. It's close, 60, 67% Brooke. Okay, that's kind of how I expected. It sucks, but it's kind of how I expected it. <laughs> I'm well, like team everyone, w- you know? I love them all. You, They're yes. babies. This one's kind of a difficult one. I don't know if this is a spoiler. I did season one versus season two. Do you want to not know this one, Dom, just in case so it doesn't sway anything? Okay, Dom's oh, taking his... He's taking them out. Yeah, Dom's taking his headphones out. So what do you think? Season one, season two? I think one for nostalgia, right? I think a lot of people don't like two. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't like two because of the whole well, thing. right. So I would say one thing. seventy. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I was gonna say maybe like sixty eight one. Yeah. Oh yeah, sixty seven. Wow, yeah. Excellent. Is Dom, Dom reading lips? <laughs> What's amazing back. is is that there just appeared to be so much more facial expressions and movement <laughs> from all of you just on that. So he just I'm, got it. I'm he so it. curious. <laughs> it if means he, that when... when I listen back I'm gonna have to skip that part oh, as well. That's true. Until you're done <laughs> yeah. with season two. Funny, I, I didn't tell Simon this, but on one of our, we did like a show and tell video for our patrons, and Simon was kind of showing the the things that he has, the One Tree Hill stuff that he's got, um, like the little figures he's got in the, on his back shelf there that we can see, and he has um, some books, and on one of the books he said I, I wasn't allowed to listen or look, so I. I turn everything off and shut my eyes basically and then when i was watching the video back i skipped forward so i didn't see it <laughs> so, like, so dedicated to That's staying awesome. on the on the path of truth here. yeah very good <laughs> stay as innocent as you possibly can <laughs> yeah. we all respect that about you dom 
I do. I respect that so much that you do that. And do you know, my wife and I were walking uh, our dog and child, uh, not both on a lead. One was in a pram. The dog was in the pram, actually. It was, it was funny. It was confusing. Um, and uh, And she was saying, when can we go on holiday again, do you think? And when, how, when can we go on holiday, like can we ever go without him she was like talking she usually goes on like a girl's holiday like once a year with her friends and whatever and i was like you can definitely do that because dom and i are going to wilmington in like, <laughs> in like three three and a half years or something so don't worry Just about remember, that i said you could go <laughs> <laughs> okay this one was interesting so i mentioned off microphone that we've got some tree hill talk loyalists and oh, i've had no. a couple interactions <gasps> today uh not today over the last week not rude yeah they better be nice because we'll reprimand them give them a little slap on the ass no they're lovely they're lovely um but this one i put in just as a cheeky thing i was like raven's podcast other podcast now i didn't mean other one tree hill podcast i meant like the joe rogan podcast in general yeah in general yeah what do you think our what do you think our percentages were at I'm hoping that the Ravens is over. Sorry, Dom. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Thirty percent Ravens, seventy percent other podcasts. No, you think (laughs) to our own listeners. These are to our (laughs) listeners. This is, you know, people who voted. I'm, I'm hopeful that they are the ones that are listening to your podcast. So I would say, like, eighty percent Ravens. Yeah. Versus. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All right, it was actually ninety three percent ravens. Ooh. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, good, good, good. That's good. what I expect. Yeah, to seven percent of a podcast. But I had of the seven percent, uh, so I did a little thing afterwards saying, "Explain your choice," and people were writing in saying, "Oh, it's Brooke because blah blah blah," or it's da 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 da. Right. And on right. this one, everyone was saying, "Tree Hill Talk was my first. You know, <laughs> Tree Hill Talk is that's home. You know, that's Aww. like." So, but I like that. I was like, yeah, we love Tree Hill Talk as well. So, um, you know, as long as it's not like Joe Rogan, we're fine. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Joe Rogan podcast. I've listened to that quite a lot. It's fine. Um, okay. So, One Tree Hill or The OC? Oh, it's got to be like 95% One Tree Hill. That's exactly what it was. Wow. <laughs> hey, I'm a psychic. <laughs> Okay, and then I put in at the end, are you team Dom or are you team Simon? And now we did this before about whether, how people feel, like on, on our opinions. You know, I, for the most most part, we say the same things. We have the same opinions. Um, but there are some things that we disagree on, mainly Lucas. And, um, and so we did this before a few months ago and i think it ended like 52 percent to 48 percent or something incredibly close um and then we did this one and uh and dom started like killing it i was like nervous i was like jesus i I need to get off this (laughs) podcast and then it started evening up uh and then i said that i would shout this person out on the podcast so merin this is for you uh, I was messaging her and I was, or she was messaging and we we're talking about One Tree Hill and stuff. And I was like, I'm getting killed here. 
And uh, I was like, if you've got any friends that are Team Simon, why don't you message them and get them going? So even cheating, I was cheating. <laughs> and Dom still won by like 12 <laughs> votes or something. So I think it ended like 52% to 48% or something. Um, but then I did, I ran it. We did a round two that I'll get to in a second. And then we ran it can't, back. You just can't let me win. Ever. <laughs> you can't let it go. I couldn't. Uh, but when we did the round two, which is actually the third round, I won by the same amount of votes that you beat me by without cheating. <laughs> so it was, um, it, it it ended exactly even, which is insane because like 400 people voted. So well, what are the odds of that? That's insane, which is like perfect because that's what we want. We want it to be in the middle. But a lot of people were messaging saying that uh, they voted Team Dom because they can't stand that I like Lucas so much. Oh. <laughs> wow. So there was some Lucas hate. Lucas hate is uh, was in there. But yeah, it's kind of perfect. That ended, uh, you know, in the middle. Um, Nathan or Lucas? I'm going to say... 84 Nathan. Yeah, I'll say 70 Nathan. I was going to say 75 Nathan. 79% Nathan. Yeah. This one I thought Mm. was more interesting because that was more obvious, but I think this is more interesting. Lucas or Jake? Oh, Jake. (laughs) I love Jake. Uh, (laughs) Ooh, this is going to be tough, I think. I'm going to say, oh, this is so hard. Ooh, like 58 Jake. But I don't think that's correct. That's maybe like my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, 55 Jake. Oh, Jake. But oh, I struggled with this one anyway when I was answering it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tom? I Jake. <laughs> oh, 60% Lucas. Well, Michelle was very close. It's 54% Jake. Yeah. Ooh. I could imagine they'd be pretty pretty equal. Okay. Dom, I'm going to need... Yeah, the rest of them are spoilers, so I'm going to need you to uh, take them out for a second. <laughs> Sorry. I'll go, I'll go for a break. But... <laughs> He's going to have his Fanta. Uh, okay. Quinn or Alex? <laughs> oh. Oh. I... I don't think I got up to this voting. Oh, part. I voted this one, and I was happy, too. Oh, my goodness. I feel... Oh, this is so hard, though. 60, Alex. Yeah, I'm going to go, like, 50, 57, Alex. 75% Quinn. What? Well, we're the only ones who feel this way, I feel. Okay, you know what? I had a feeling that the fans might vote for Quinn. Yeah, they love Quinn. Um, To me, they're both equally as right uh, i don't know it's hard it's been a while since i've watched that i know i'm so. curious of how i feel now but probably same. same yeah right okay chase or chris keller i'm gonna say 70 chris keller i was gonna say 78 chris keller this ended exactly 50 50 wow really basically dom and i are chase and chris keller so <laughs> <laughs> Decide who we are by on your own terms. Not, it's fine. Yeah, they're they're not you know bad people to be represented. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> um, Millie or Quinn? Millie, like eighty five percent. But that's in my heart. But, but no, but still, Millie is so superior. I would Quinn. say, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, Sorry, guys. I'm actually gonna say sixty Quinn. 
sixty-four percent Quinn. Yeah, really. Because again, I think we're the only ones who I really know, love Millie, I, and people yeah, love I Quinn wanna, more. I want to rewatch and see why I feel as I'm sure the it's the I same. <laughs> and then uh, Lucas versus Clay. I literally just had to <laughs> think of who Clay was, and now I just remembered. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's got to be like seventy-five Lucas. Yeah, I'll, yeah, 75 Lucas. I was like, who's Clay? Me too. I was like, you mean Chase? No, it's no. Clay. Yeah. <laughs> 67% Lucas. Okay. Yeah. And then the final one was uh, Nanny Carrie versus Derek. I'm going to say 60 Derek. I feel like that's like original One Tree Hill is like Derek. So I'll go, yeah, like 59 Derek. It's 54% Derek. Oh, yeah. And there we go. That was bring Dom back. And... Let's get all like hand <laughs> gestury. Oh. <laughs> He's having back. far too much fun without me. <laughs> so it was really interesting. So I think uh, we'll do some more of those uh, down the line when we've got, you know, more character comparisons. Um, and then uh, the final thing I have to say before we get into the episode is that so for the first time, because Dom and I don't, well, Dom, you do, uh, but I don't have any personal social media. I only have uh, the Ravens podcast one. I don't, I don't, I don't socialize with the medias. Um, I just haven't. I, I haven't for like you know ten, eleven years or something. Um, but we're aware that we don't have, so we don't have any presence on Facebook. We don't have a Twitter page or any of that stuff. But I went onto Reddit the other day and was like, oh, Reddit, I could put a little post something on Reddit. So I yeah. posted in the One Tree Hill Reddit and was like, hey, there's a, you know, Ravens podcast. You may not have heard of us, blah, blah, blah. I put the links in. Um, it's my first time ever posting on Reddit. And the next day I had, you know, a few responses. And the first one was incredibly lengthy. <laughs> And it was from someone saying, yeah, I listened to the first 10 minutes of this. It was well produced. And I thought that as soon as I read that, I was like, that's me. I got a trophy for that. That's that's some good shit. Um, And uh, but then he said or she, but three hours on a 42 minute episode like really something like that and they're like tree hill talk used to do two episodes in like 50 minutes uh blah 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 blah. but it is interesting here to you guys perspective and so i appreciate it i get that but um and i actually liked it so i've just messaged back and said oh i fully appreciate that um you know we just we do it in a longer form um and we had loads of other really positive comments but i thought it was actually quite a good thing um because we we came into this not trying to be like like you guys or not trying to be like you know Rivercourt cast or any of the other podcasts um and so it's nice to have some differentiating factors that like ours run super long um and you know it's one episode at a time i know that you did that a little bit later but um but there are loyalists out there for tree hill talk so i thought it was a nice thing to bring up um but also it's good to have a little bit of difference i guess Wow, thank well, you. Yeah, I, I hope that you all, Tree Hill Talk people, are gracious to the <laughs> Ravens. Let's not, you know, start any drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, it's all love. It's all yeah. love. And that was, yeah. that was the point of reaching out to you guys from the very beginning, was to be like, we're not trying to step on any toes here. Like, you no. know, we, we want to do this, 
you know in in or in a different way um but respecting the original art form you know so and there was no question that you both would have completely different opinions than we did um obviously two male perspectives versus three female perspectives and like your patron said you know we were americans so your humor for your listeners are you know they have something like they can relate to where maybe our humor is maybe not the same but uh there yeah there was like no question in our minds that we wanted to collab with you guys because we felt like every both of our podcasts were completely different so and it's good to have multiple views on a tv show you know people that listen to our show can listen to your show and resonate with something you said or resonate with something that we said so like the more the merrier people love this show i'm sure they appreciate if someone you know tomorrow were to come out with another one true hill podcast they're like oh that's it i'm gonna i know <laughs> simon he's cracking me up he's saying that there are there's a no more it's capa- it's at capacity for one tree there's, hill podcast <laughs> well actually Alyssa, there's only three one tree hill podcasts this that is matter what I've heard, yes yeah. <laughs> You know how your art matters? That matters three times. Above that, doesn't matter anymore. So. Oh, fighting words. Yeah. No, no, no. That, it's all great. Do as many podcasts as you want. Just keep listening to our one. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's move into this episode. So as our guest... Uh, let's go around in order of the screen. So, Alyssa, you're first on my screen. What character would you like to start with? Ooh, let's let's start with Karen, since I know you both love her so very much. <laughs> I don't think we've ever started with Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that as much. So let's just switch it up this week, guys. <laughs> well, who wants to tell us about Karen? Dom does. Oh, Come on, with Dom. her short hair. So Karen's cute. With that cute hair. So cute. She looks in good shape. She looks oh, like... Do you know what? Is... My, and, uh, this sounds that sounds really bad, but my first comment about Karen was going to be like a, a complete change in her character's style. Mm. She's like completely different. What she's wearing is a lot um, tighter <laughs> um, and a lot more... I don't know. She looks a lot trendier. She's she's, she's kind of she's more not, in. She's not pregnant. Yeah, she, well, right. But yes, she absolutely. Have to yeah. Wear the big moo moo type shirt. <laughs> she can dress in a more fitted style. So yeah, they've they've, they've really made about her Deb as well. Yeah, and I'm not going to go into that. I know. Yet. So true. We, we've spoken a lot. A lot about Deb on this podcast. More I'm than sure we did I'm, as well. I'm certain you didn't speak about her like we no, have. I've, I've, yeah, I'm correct. confident we did it. No. Yeah. We had one point. Put your clothes yeah. back on, Deb. Outrageous. Did, did you just say Piers and Braziers? I said Braziers, yes. Yeah. Oh, but did you get that from us? Well, when I listened to your episode, yeah. yes, I did yes. from you. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were just saying Braziers randomly, you know, like, you know, how you do. But, you know, there was a point in that episode, I think that one that we spoke about, where we had to be like, we have to move on from Deb. We've spent mm-hmm. way too long talking about Deb. It's becoming inappropriate. We must move on. But sorry, go on, Dom. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I was just saying she's she is a lot trendier, and I hadn't really considered the um, Moira Kelly was pregnant for most of the first season. So yeah, thank you for reminding me because actually I yeah. completely forgotten that. Um, and that's it's good that she's kind of in. It's kind of she was out of place with the the rest of the characters. So like like with Deb and stuff like that, with what she was wearing. Um, and I thought maybe that's because they were making her the homely mumsy type character which I know you know she kind of is anyway but now she's kind of like trendy mum mm-hmm. she's kind of fitting into into that role a little bit more and uh, I can't remember where she started I have absolutely no recollection of where she started in this episode I feel like she just mostly was at the party at the right? venue she uh Keith came to visit her I think that oh, might have been the first yes. time we saw her and she was very and happy was to see super, Keith. Yeah, she was super happy to see him because it's been a while. And she's also, I'm really happy that Lucas is back. Right. Because I don't understand how it's been son. a while when they were only in the other place for a day. Three, three <laughs> days. Did they even stay oh, the night? Yeah, how You're is it? So oh, great. Keith, I really missed you. I saw you two days ago before you left with my son. How is... You know, What's happened? It's been I a while understand. since I've seen this, and you're absolutely right that <laughs> yep, it barely was any time they moved, and then they came right back. So yeah, you're so right. And there was, a, <laughs> I I think there was a continuity error, like in the storytelling, not ne- not in like the production. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Keith says, "Oh, I've come to bring Lucas's iPod. He left it in the truck." But in the opening scene, Lucas is lying He's on the basketball it. court listening to his iPod. Yeah, that's definitely a continuity <laughs> error there. Yeah, I wrote that down. wanted to discuss that. Oh. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I was like, the scene, this, the show opens with him on the basketball court, in the river court, just listening. I'm like, what is he listening to? No music? Right. Or he somehow saw Keith in between that we didn't see, went in the car with Keith, left his iPod in there, and then now Keith's bringing it back to him. <laughs> but I doubt that that's what happened. Maybe. Or I don't think Karen's so. so trendy now that he's just using her iPod. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. Could have borrowed I really like else. that opening on the uh, river court because it went so close onto the river court, I could actually match my piece of the river court and i could see that it's like definitely the same concrete and the same like i was like that is a hundred percent the same done dom definitely. you'll get it you'll get it soon when you get your piece i a piece of the river court was on ebay the other day and for like three hundred dollars and uh, dom was very close to bidding on it very close but he didn't by, so. by, by dom do you mean you and i will <laughs> i will say this again and in you know polite company get off mm-hmm. my ebay account <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah use that money for your child not me <laughs> or concrete just yeah all right <laughs> maybe he wants a piece of the river court he definitely doesn't maybe not yet way. when he's watched all nine seasons then he can have a bit <laughs> and listen to the podcast he may never <laughs> listen to this podcast never uh but yeah okay so what else happens with karen well she has the conversation with deb of trying to you know support the Haley and nathan yeah because Haley is like a daughter to her and so as much as it's not her actual child she was handling the best because again it's not her actual child so right 
she was trying to be as supportive as possible, but obviously we know why Deb couldn't be. Right. Yeah. And Karen is now thinking about taking some courses. Yeah, some courses. Good for mm-hmm. her. Well, that's what, was she, so this is what was she Dom kind of I... highlighting college like classes. Yeah, like a catalog course, of things. Like catalogs of, of cl- courses, yeah. Actually, uh, okay. before that happened, she did have a good conversation with Whitey about that. Right? Uh, that... That, that was, was last episode. Of, that was a couple of episodes. <laughs> well, I think okay, but I that like, like influence that's been in her mind. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, going yeah. around. Yeah, for her to finally take. What, what was really nice you. about that moment is is that Whitey's gone and like screwed her and said, "If I was your age, I'd be doing anything and everything. Stop yeah. mucking about. Just sort your life out and go and do it." And okay. um, we then get Lucas on today's episode saying a similar thing, like, "What are you waiting for? Why are you waiting? Right. Is it because right. I'm back?" And she's like, no, 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 it's nothing to do with that. And it's just like, well, you've got you've got no reason to wait. And I quite like the fact that he's kind of giving her that edge. She she has no reason. Just make it very clear to her that she can do whatever she wants to do. And, and she's more than capable. And I, I quite enjoyed the scene with them when they're doing the fake ID. Make your own fake oh, ID. Yeah, and she's like, oh, m- make make me younger. And did, did anyone notice the date on the thing? No. On the actual board. It was like 1976. So oh. I worked out that that would have made her 28 and she was like, oh, that's that's like not young enough or something like that. Um, when she handed it back. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought that's, that I'd know? love to be 28 again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything lower than 30 is young. Yeah, <laughs> a- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I just liked the whole, um, you know, she's she's kind of come out as being fairly She's coming to this episode has been fairly trendy. I didn't really notice it on the on the previous episode, um, or the, like the interactions with her. I guess that's because she was, you know, visiting Whitey in hospital, and the, there was all this, you know, it was all focused on Dan, and it was focused on uh, Nathan and Haley, and or she kind of was periphery to the main story. But in this one, it, it felt like she was quite vital to to those moments because. It's about her development and where she wants to go, but whatever something is holding her back for whatever reason, and everyone is making it very clear to her that nothing is holding her back. Just what well, shouldn't be holding her back. She just needs to go for it. And then the I'll make me younger, and I, I think that was almost like a I wish I was younger, and I could change things. Or I could do things over again. And there was even a, a when she's having a conversation with Deb, like we were talking about a minute ago. Deb says. I know what it's like to be married at that age and her, and Deb realises what she's saying and who she's saying it to and stops herself mm-hmm. because she knows that she's had a child at that age but <laughs> yeah but yeah but never never been married and it's um uh it's kind of that awkward conversation and and it puts Karen in that mode of I could have done so much um you know from my years and I've got to this point I'm now only thinking about it you, you know and it's almost like reflective that she feels like she's wasted part of her life but also given so much of her life to to bringing up lucas yeah well said exactly sorry i said so much there <laughs> no i mean you pretty Good. much summed up what i feel like karen is going through right now that might even be good enough to tick her off you might, you <laughs> might. <laughs> uh, is that is, is there anything else that she does really in this episode needs so. talking about so we can we can go on to the next yes we can move <laughs> on 
Excellent. Okay, so Michelle, who do you want to go to now? Let's continue with Deb. Deb. Ooh. This little ice queen this episode. <laughs> She's so... I'm, but I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. She's like, but... what are you doing to me? doing this to me now like my husband well soon to be ex-husband is just had a heart attack and you guys are like you're killing me pretty much you're taking away my son my only son it's because she has such and has had a miserable marriage and has been unhappy for Mm -hmm. so long that Mm -hmm. she can't even think of oh my gosh you know they could actually be happy and so young and in love versus the james parents who are so happy and in, <laughs> and in love and have had a successful marriage. So them being more open to this is a totally different story. But at the same time, I understand where Deb's coming from. But her words just cut. Yeah, they're this hard. episode. They're harsh. And even Haley trying to make amends, bringing her the flowers. Right. She's just like, you don't, you know, this this is not going to last. You're ruining my son's life. Yeah. Like imagine hearing that. But she and she <laughs> says you're ruining your life. And you're too. ruining your life too. Trust me. Right. Like, I know, but. Yeah. Different relationships. So. What do you guys think of Deb this episode? I I found her difficult watching. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's in the hospital, when she's in the hospital, kind of trying to look after Dan, it feels quite. It's a little bit awkward, but it's back. It's almost back to normal, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. In in mm-hmm. that, you know, she's had her difficult times with Dan from like middle to end of season one, and now where she's like trying to look after him putting like blankets over him she's having that conversation with the doctor outside of the room and he's saying you know basically he's most people get this kind of reflective mode when they've had this kind of heart problem or had this happen to them and they become a lot nicer is essentially what he says um phoenix effect yeah that's it exactly And, and and says um like she's kind of then goes oh can he then like revert back to how he was and she's like and the doctor says yeah and you know it can happen only time will tell mm-hmm. and then she kind of she's kind of treading on eggshells around him like i don't want that to happen like immediately so let's let's see where it goes but she's not used to him being so like reflective and you know i don't blame you deb it's i've never been good to you and or i've you know we've had a difficult time there's, there's no wonder that you've gone like a stray and oh how beautiful is the sky and stuff like that and even her looks at him like what what the hell's happening it just seems so unnatural yeah and then late, later on in the episode when she's kind of kicking off and thinking oh wow she's you know she's got a lot to say and she does have a, a point but you know there's there's a right way and a wrong way of doing things and I think a lot of it's the the wrong way to, to which erupts into a, a bit of a row at the end I was actually really impressed that she went to the party I didn't think she'd go didn't think she'd go to go yeah, and when she turned up, I thought, fair enough, fair play. That's good. She might not be happy about it, but she's kind of supporting her son. Um, right. And then it all goes a bit haywire from yeah. there. <laughs> Haley she, tells her off. <laughs> she's kind of holding on to the weight, I think, of the guilt of not only did she almost kill Dan by not calling the, the ambulance straight away, but mm. she also potentially gave him the heart attack in the first place by sleeping with his brother. Um, and... Uh, I think, yeah, like you all said, and now for Nathan, and Nathan already emancipated himself, it's like the final straw of having any uh, way of sort of reconnecting with her son um, is sort of being taken away and she's just putting all of her anger and emotion into Haley 
which is just really harsh. Um, but there's the great turnaround where Haley then tells her off at the at the party and says, you know, well, look, if you're not here to celebrate with us, then you can leave because I don't want you here when they have the interaction with the with the parents. I mean, we should talk about that specifically, I guess. I mean, what what did you guys make of that face off between Haley's parents and uh, and Deb? I feel like Hallie's parents didn't really even know what to say to her because she just really wasn't very receptive of what they were trying to portray and put across. And they've had, they got married younger, I think, right? Or young. Or young, young. And so they have that perspective of a, a happy, functioning marriage. And she just kept trying to bring it down. And they were like, well, not going to really get into this because we don't really know how to approach this with her. And so when Deb started going off on them, Haley comes over and she's like, no, this is, you're not going to do this here. You're not going to do this to my parents. So we just, we want you to leave. And so that was big of her. And and Nate to stand by Haley. And yeah, he puts his arm around her like this. I'm supporting my wife. And yeah. Yikes. <laughs> not good. <laughs> and Deb uh later at the end of the episode goes to see dan uh and says you know basically what's happened and dan's just re like reassuring and says you know we will get our son back or you know get the relationship back and uh i think she feels does feel reassured by him maybe these are glimpses of the sort of person dan can be behind closed doors you know you know in the past or you know decades ago who knows? It... We see we see a bit more of Deb's kind of world getting further and further away from her. So she's wanted nothing but to get away from Dan pretty much from the beginning. And all she's ever wanted is to kind of look after Nathan, but lets him be fairly free and do what he wants to do. But now she's at a point where if she lets go of Dan, she's kind of lost everything. Um, because she's... At the perfect point of the party that i really enjoyed is when she is watching nathan Haley and the mr and mrs james uh huey lewis what, what i can't believe that he's in it still um <laughs> all having like a little group hug and she's watching them like a bit shattered kind of there's my emancipated son and my you know husband as dan says oh you better bring the divorce papers over because i didn't sign them and it's kind of like, yeah, let's let's finalize these things. And there's all these things. It's kind of like, okay, my son's, you know, divorced me and got married. My husband now wants to divorce me because he, you know, nearly died before he got a chance to. And it, and she's kind of like, oh no no, that can wait. And it's kind of let's put that on the back burner because it's almost like she needs someone to need her. And that's how it right. felt. We all need someone to need us. But it's yeah. it's kind of the vibe I was getting from her is that she wants to be wanted and she's going to hold on to what everything's going to want her the most at that, at that time. And it feels like Dan is that person at the minute. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. Total sense. Yeah. <laughs> is that we can tick off uh, Deb then? Uh, Dom, I didn't ask you. What was your prediction for Karen and for Deb going forward? Um, it was nice to see Karen, like, highlighting things and applying for stuff. Ho- so hopefully she applies for something. Um, I kind of feel like she's the sort of person that would randomly although she loves like doing all the cookery and she's got the cafe and stuff like that she's gonna randomly apply for like a psychology degree or something like that and just be like oh i'm gonna do that i've always wanted to do that and she'll end up being some sort of counselor 
I have no idea why, but it's just hey. she's just that she's just that type of character. <laughs> um, and Deb will just continue to I don't know look after Dan, but her relationship with Nathan has got to Im- improve somewhere down the line. But I don't I don't I, I kind of don't see that happening yet. I, I almost think Dan is kind of going to be the one that intercedes with that and kind of makes that a little bit better so Deb might have a a bit of a difficult episode she might even turn to Keith again and be like I need I need some help and Keith will always be you know supporting a shoulder to cry on but I think he's going to kind of you know maybe keep his distance and say look I'm here to talk for you but that's that's it you know if you need anything go to Dan until you sort your divorce out or whatever and your turn, Dom. What, epi- uh, what episode? What character do you well, want to say? <laughs> well, um, so, uh, someone commented, didn't they, that we never pick a Nathan and Haley first. Oh, yeah. So that's that's right. Uh, Shall we, we pick them next? Let's pick them now. Sure. So, <laughs> so we're going to... Do we cover them together? Or... Yeah. As yeah. a couple? I would say so couple. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Michelle, I see you Maybe. looking at I see you looking at your notes. Tell I us. I am looking at my notes. <laughs> yeah, so well the fact that, you know, Lucas is back. I love how Nate asks him questions of what happened to your hair. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. And Simon as a and maybe you guys already discussed this, but how do you like Lucas's new hair? Um, Ooh, Simon is a little disgust on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I spoke with a listener. We, we had a whole conversation about Lucas's hair throughout the show and ranking seasons because I said yeah. on a previous episode that I think on our last episode that I uh, there was a period of time in my mid twenties where I'd go to to the barbers or the hairdressers and take a picture of Lucas and I had that haircut. Like I had the sort of when I, you know, had at the moment I've got quarantine hair where I've just haven't cut my <laughs> hair for a very long time because I don't want to get a disease. Um, but the, <laughs> I, um, so my favorite Lucas haircut, if that's what your question was, it wasn't. But I'm just going to pretend it was. <laughs> sure, um, we'll go with it. Is probably season one and five and six. Um, but I would say this. I'm not a massive fan of, um, but it's okay. And I shaved my head once and someone said, oh, look, you you know, like Chad Michael Murray. And I was like, thank I'm you. I might, keep, I might keep this haircut now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all right. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Definitely yeah. Less, uh, there's one particular season. I don't want to spoil it for Dom, but... Uh, if you listen to Trio Talk, you know which season it is that we every episode <laughs> over and over we're like, Lucas, we can let what it is go. with your hair? Yeah. What is with the hair? Get I know. over it. I think I know so, what you're talking about. I'll tell you yeah. what's I'll tell you what's not okay is uh his like open toe sandal flip flop oh. things that he's wearing on the basketball court and it's everywhere. Lucas, it's like, what are you doing? Like, so glad you said it. Like pi- the pilot, he's wearing you know white high tops. He's out there. He's he's hooping. He's living his dreams. And then now, season two, Lucas, he's got some flared like jeans on, 
that are rubbing on the concrete, I know the bottom of them are frayed. I know they're falling yeah. apart, and you know that they get damp and smell bad when he puts them up in in yeah. his room. It's like, what's that? It's Lucas's jeans because they're flared and they're on the floor. Thought it was Nicky. Maybe South Carolina changed him. Was that that's where they went? Charleston. Right? Charleston. Yeah. yeah. So. I think they so. Just, he was like, oh, I'm just going to feel a vibe here and I'm going to bring it with me when I go back home. And his day in Charleston. This is his, like, new, his, his new, new vibe. And his mandals. Yeah, the mandals. <laughs> when you spend you know, a really significant amount of time somewhere, it can change you. you know. It so, yeah, Three days Char- can really make a difference. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, Dom, what do you think of his hair? Uh, I don't mind it. I think it's all right. He's, it's very different, you know, but... I understand that it it might be based on other commitments that Chad Michael Murray had right. at that time, but um, you, you know when he kind of says you know new town, new me, fair enough. I think yeah, that's you know why not go for it. Um, I don't mind it. I think it it looks pretty normal to me. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's not basic, bad. Yeah, basic yeah. buzzed. Yeah, head. yeah. He, ha- he has he has a good looking face, so he can pull it off. You know, like yeah, a lot yeah. of the time, hair hides ugly. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> like, so he doesn't need to hide it. So he's all right. Right. But Dom yeah, Nathan comments? and Haley. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but they were just, they had their party. This yeah, episode. Which Lucas helped out with, you know, because he's essentially like the best man, brother, brother. and best friend. So he... Did he did a really nice thing for them, and they were really mm. grateful. I think. I mean, I, it, it's funny because everyone thinks they're pregnant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that this could marriage could be legit because of love. Right. Haley must be pregnant. She's like, how many times do I have to say it? <laughs> I am not pregnant. Right. Can this is uh, off slightly off topic because this is over to Brooke, but. There was a line I went back to a couple of times to try and work out what it was that she said, and I couldn't get it. And she said, she's at the computer, and she's talking to, um, Peyton. I'm going to call her Hillary. Yeah, to, to Peyton. <laughs> and, um, and she said, yeah, I just look at a stoplight and something. I didn't know what it was. It was like something about a stoplight, but I didn't know what, I couldn't make out what it, but it was just talking about Haley being pregnant. She was like, oh, she, I, I I would never get pregnant because I look at a stoplight and and then like she stops and I think it's because she's because Peyton's mum died at a stoplight right I, but, um, but I don't know yeah, what it was that she was that referring went over to my head. <laughs> yeah I, I yeah I, I'll have to go back I, and yeah, watch that say, I'd have to rewatch that listeners yeah, please that. comment message let us know what you think um, <laughs> because yeah I, I really need to know. And one other thing, just before I forget, there was a, I had to go back three or four times as well because there's a moment where Brooke comes into Peyton's room and she says, oh, hey, ho. And I thought she said, oh, hey, Hill, like and called her <laughs> Hill, like Hill was in Hillary. And I thought it was like an error. Oh, no, yeah. But I went back and I was like, oh, no, no, no. She just called her a ho. Okay, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your term of endearment for your friend, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, so... Ho. They set up the party. Um, we have to talk about we'll talk about Lucas and Peyton and Brooks' conversation before it's set up. But um, I thought that the 
the party was nice. I liked. Oh no, we'll it talk was. about that when we get to Brooke because she did all of that really. Um, she did, yeah. But, what, it, but one nice thing that the when town Lucas be supportive. Yeah, well, when Lucas comes up with a suggestion, and then he's texting Haley as he's walking to school, she reply. Uh, he replies, "Excellent." to whatever oh, yeah and then when the texting he... lingo was so funny it was quality i loved it it was party p-r-t-y P- great idea G- yeah. yeah and then when she sort of appears and like gives him a little hug and they're walking and talking she calls him bill he goes hey bill and because he replied excellent i'm thinking bill and ted reference love that that's quality and then she's like oh no it means brother-in-law <laughs> like oh Oh, I'm really disappointed like, now. Oh. <laughs> I was really hoping it was a weird Bill and Ted reference that they used to love it or something like that. And that, that would be exciting. But no, it was literally just for brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny the text speak, how that like is so frowned upon now. Like if someone messaged me something that's like got like, you know, yeah, the GR8 or any of that mm. stuff is so like... Why are you not just typing it out? You've got the whole... That's all you're going to get from me from now on, by the way. (laughs) Why is that apostrophe not in the right place? (laughs) It's just bad grammar. Yeah. Bad. But I mean, I like like the Lucas and Haley and Nathan. He's so supportive of them. And Haley is appreciative of Lucas's support. And I like that the three of them, the scene of the three of them, like, coming together. And then Nate's like, get your own wife. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's just like sister and brother. It's, it's sweet. It's We've, nice to see the boys like we come a long way. And brothers, I'll put that in air quotes because I don't know if they're exactly there yet, but Please. they're trying. Yeah, they definitely are trying. Yeah, and uh, even Lucas says something like, "Your dad," or he was saying something like, "Oh, your dad," or was it Nathan was saying "your dad," but even though it's like their dad, right? Well, I think Lucas was... goes to say, Lucas goes to say. How's your dad? And then, but I I thought he stopped himself because he remembers he's emancipated and he goes, Dad. But, but okay, because I took it as like he was going to say your dad, but then thought about it as it's technically our dad. So, how's Dan? But it could be that too, yeah. Yours makes more sense. (laughs) Yours makes sense too. (laughs) Good. So, no one no one said anything so i just i said good, good. So, usually it's michelle saying something because she doesn't do silence so oh yeah yeah i was just thinking about Haley and nathan i think that was pretty much yeah. that we celebrated them they had support and then Haley telling off deb yeah and nate supporting her there wasn't really any like naily alone time it was kind yeah. of like everyone was just in support of them and it was nice to see, like I said, like the town was really supportive or like at least Brooke put on a good party that everyone was like, yeah, I'm just going to go to that regardless if I believe that they're, uh, you know, in love and that's the real reason why we're doing all this. But it was just nice that everyone like threw the streamers and things at them and it, they had they had a good time. I think they were just really, they were just happy to be there and happy that people, especially her family at least, was there to support them yeah i've got i've got a couple of things on on the the, well, the, the whole naily situation but um from from different characters perspectives but uh naily got its first mention in this episode so oh, uh, i always i always thought name? it was 
I always thought it was a fan-created name, but actually it, it featured Sarah. <laughs> That's my I fault. I think this so. was like around the time that ship names kind of started. Became a thing. Yeah, they became um, a thing. Because that was it was Peyton that was getting it, like henna tattooed on her ankle. Mm. Yeah. So it was, it was quite funny. Um, when she takes the flowers around, she's like, oh, i got flowers for Dan. I kind of thought she was taking them as a peace offering to Deb. And then she's like, oh, no, these are for Dan. They're not, they're not yeah. even for you, which I thought was quite amusing. Her having a go and like being strong. I really liked her, like her, the the dynamic between Naley and the the Jameses, so that her parents, um, because there's this weird the weird vibe when Deb's there as well, and that she has to kind of say, "No, you're ruining like my party, and I want you to leave." Because you know, how dare you talk to my parents and this, that, and the other. But part of me thinks that Deb has a right to say what she said, but also doesn't. And I, I'm not sure kind of what side of the fence I, I really want to be on or, or feel is right. Because her son has, uh, Deb's obviously, um, Nathan obviously has emancipated, is technically free to do whatever he wants to do. So the Jameses only have to make a decision on what they want their daughter to do. Their daughter makes the decision that she's absolutely overwhelmingly in love with Nathan and wants to marry him. And they say, yes, OK, fine. After considering it, they do take you know a while to consider it and think about it. But there's absolutely zero communication with um, Nathan's parents. Was it the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do to not communicate with with his parents based on his emancipation and his, his and Nathan's personal circumstances with his parents? I, I don't know where I stand with this because I kind of think they should that they should have said something and said, look, this is the situation but it would have kicked off and gone a bit crazy or uh, you know and a big part of me also thinks well you're fine they you know he won his court battle he's you know a free man to do whatever he wants to do you know regardless of his age and we were we were respecting the wishes of our daughter so what does everyone else think <laughs> i know it's it's tough i feel mm. like I, I i agree with deb on a lot of it because i can't imagine my 17 year old child who i kind of have a strained relationship now with comes up to me and says like yeah we're getting we're already getting met we're married already like that was it not even a question if that we are like we are married so it's very solidified i mean granted anything can happen they could you know get a divorce if they wanted to but it's solidified that that's it they're married i don't know if i would take that very well as a parent so it's hard it's really hard I think that that it's about the way that she's communicated it. Like, it's she can have that opinion, but it's about the way that it's uh, put across and and the timing of when to have these conversations. And she's also bringing in her own baggage into it. Like she said that you know, and trust me, you're ruining your own life because she's reflecting on her own circumstance of you know being with Dan from an early age and potentially not having a great marriage, though. At the beginning of the season, they seem quite happy. I know that she's like working away and everything, but they seem to, it's like a happy moment when she comes back in the beginning of season one. Um, So it doesn't quite, you know, as Dan would say, we don't have to rewrite history. You know, they may have had some good times, but yeah, I think it's all to do with the the way that it's being communicated. I think Hayley was well within her rights to tell her to leave, uh, the party, especially as she was like, you know, sort of disrespecting her parents as well. Um, yeah, what do you think, Michelle? 
Yeah. So the whole conversation, it's, I mean, it's pretty much everything you guys really have touched upon already, but because Nate went ahead and is emancipated, it wouldn't have been the same comfort level of conversation and communication to go talk to his parents about it Mm -hmm. at first. Right. Haley has a totally different relationship with her parents. So I think she knew either way she could bring it up with a sense of they could have that conversation and be open to it where Deb and Dan just would have not even even thought about it or even took it into consideration just would have been shot down to begin with. So I think Nate knew that of, well, I don't need to bring it up. I don't need to give them warning. I'm just going to do it and then tell them. Right. Yeah. Well, while we're in this section, shall we go over to Haley and with her parents because then we can sort of cross them off as well so that she, she goes home for a moment She's in her with in in her old bedroom with her like old teddy bear and yeah, uh, she's and crying because of her interaction with Deb and her parents come in and have a great a great conversation with her saying about how oh we were gonna you know this is I can't remember how it got to it basically about how they're gonna change the house into a crack house but it's gonna be fancy so it's gonna be a crack resort and uh, <laughs> sort of cheering her up and saying that you know in laws. They're like the FBI. They have a process and, you know, it will first go on to you're ruining my son's life and then on to, you know, you can't cook to your house is dirty to we found some hash in the back room, (laughs) which I thought was really funny. (laughs) And again, they have this perfect synergy um, and parenting style that just sort of it tells you more about how Haley is the way that she is. Like, I think it's really well written because Haley from the beginning has been a very sort of sound, well put together, three-dimensional character. And this sort of is, is giving like her origin story, so to speak. And uh, and then it ends up saying that the dog threw up on a teddy bear. So, <laughs> Which I don't recall them ever having a dog, but that could just have been my memory. And we never screen. see this dog. Off-screen dog. It's yeah, off-screen okay. pet. I was like, wait, the James never had a dog that I remember. How how about that Haley's dad's name is Jim James? Oh, that, I was literally <laughs> just thinking, isn't his name Jimmy? Isn't uh, it Jim Because I've called it, them the Jameses. I think is his name right. actually James James. James James. James James. Oh, but isn't great. his name James Bob? <laughs> it, James well, Bob James? Haley Bob. Haley, oh, no, she's Haley Bob. So maybe it's Jim Bob? something else but but i would i wanted to ask you guys this and maybe you guys already discussed it but i i would like to think and i don't have any kids that i would react the way the james reacts right i would think if my kid was gonna get married and i would act like them but i'm not sure yeah right (laughs) i don't think i would act i don't know if i would act necessarily like Right. There's maybe something in the middle. Because then I was thinking, like, when I was 17, and if I met, or 16, 17, and if I were to marry the person I was with then, no bueno. No. Your dad would have killed you. Well, <laughs> I would hope everybody else would have yeah. said some choice words. But how do you guys think? Like, would you react? Do you feel you would react more like Deb or you react more like the Jameses? That's a really good question. <laughs> it's hard it's very hard yeah um i i really like the jameses i I think they're kind of like a a, an mvp like experienced married couple and they they 
they go through you know the conversation and they they they're quite serious i think is it lydia is that the name of the mum lydia first says you know hayley do you really want this and and she kind of is quite serious with her and says you need to absolutely 100 percent be committed to this because once you do it that's it's done and there's no going back on this so you need to let us know and then they bring a bit of life and a bit of fun into it which which is really nice you're looking at these two thinking these parents are really cool they probably drive hayley mental and she and she's like mom stop it that that kind of thing but actually they're they're pretty cool parents I think they're a little bit too liberal for my liking. A little too loose. Yeah, it's too, a little bit yeah, like... that's how I feel too. A bit, a bit too, you know, okay, yeah, fine. If you're happy to do that, we'll let that happen. Um, I think I wouldn't necessarily go to the extremes of Deb, but would probably react a similar way to Deb. So if my son or daughter got married at that age, I'd be like, nope, nope, not happening. Take the ring off, remove it, didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think it also comes down to just really knowing your kid and trusting Mm -hmm. them. You know, Haley, I've heard this again from parents that, oh, we didn't do much parenting. Our kid just naturally came out like this. And yes, we obviously influenced and were there and supportive, but some kids, as I've heard parents say, they are naturally like this. And maybe Haley's one of those kids and so while her parents influenced her they were like no we we know our daughter we can trust her like you said they said to her is this really what you want and if this is really what you want Haley's never done anything erratic before so we will support yeah that that was the great conversation in in the last episode as well is is that um when they were having their talk and and Lydia says my parents didn't want me to marry you and and Jimmy's like well why not and she's like because you know whatever whatever reason she gives but it was quite amusing but actually they sit down and they're discussing and and a lot of i think it's really clever casting very good acting and very well put together in terms of Haley's character and then the way they've built the parents around that because obviously we get Haley first so they've then made Haley's parents ex- act exactly like Haley does and and the way she's quite kind of quirky they're both very quirky it's it's really well put together but they're, they're both sitting there discussing, saying she's so straight laced and so, you know, such a warrior that she worries about things that we don't even worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to be worrying about them. Uh, and that, I think that was quite an important point in the last episode. But still, for me, they're just way too easy going about it. I think I think they should have said, uh, like Jimmy does actually say, just get through college and then then see is they should have let that happen. So get yeah. through college, then then we'll say yes or no. But well, then we haven't got a choice because you'll probably be old enough. Mm-hmm. Simon? Um, yeah, now you have a child, so... <laughs> yeah. How are you going to handle this situation? Uh, um, <laughs> it's, I think it's a difficult one. I think like Michelle said, I think it's about uh, capacity and what you feel, how you feel what sort of frame of mind they're making these choices in like their mature maturity levels i mean i think it's a it's a unique situation i don't think it's something that would be happening all of the time but like how the jameses did i would um take it into consideration i wouldn't just say no i would like talk it out and see you know what they're what is 
I'm saying he because I have a son. I'm saying what what he right. <laughs> wants to do, you know, and it's his choice at the end of the day. Um, I, I think that I'm trying to see my, I mean, I've only been a parent for like seven weeks, so I'm not talking from experience, but from what I can gather, I feel like your role as a parent is to be a guide and not, not to not to push your own agendas and things onto the person is to let them find their own way but to try and help guide them towards being the best version of themselves that they can be and uh and you know and if I felt like that that is something that's going to be part of that path and what I think is the best path for them then I'd give my advice but if they wanted to do it then I'm not going to like lose my relationship with my son over it and I think that's what they were saying as well is Lydia was saying well look we say no she hates us she does it anyway well it's like I wouldn't want to lose the relationship and you know these things can be undone I mean I'm not saying that you should go into marriages and think that that's that's you know but if if it went terribly wrong you know it's not the it's not it's not like he's taking up skydiving without parachutes, you know. It's like there's is it's not life and death. Hopefully, um, it's right. death is till death do, do you know does you part. Um, not for my wife and I. I said this on a recent podcast. We didn't say that because <laughs> um, we didn't believe in that. But you know, always and forever, like Naley would say. That yeah, wasn't what that wasn't that. what our wedding vows were before people <laughs> pray. Well, that I mean, in. obviously, it's Nally, it's not Lucas, so you wouldn't use Nally in your vows. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so yeah, I. It's it's a very interesting circumstance, but yeah. What did you think of the fact that now they're like, "Hey, Haley, our final one is left the coop. Mm. We got an RV." We're leaving. Bye. Peace out. They have every right to do that. Well, that's quite funny because that actually happened to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my pet, I I moved in with my now wife, but uh, when I was 23. So it's not like, you know, it's a good age to move out, I think. And um, we moved into we like renting a flat. And two months later, my parents sold the house gone and they they don't it's not like they even live close they live like two hours away and in in the u the uk you know it's not like america it's not like two hours in the uk feels far i think i know that in two hours in certain places in america you could still be in the same state but you know they they actually live to to the coast like into the water they've gone as far east as you can until they've hit water you know and had to stop so i'm not saying that that's because they're trying to get away from me that's what they told me that's what my therapist told me but this um yeah they've they've now moved to an island that you can't get to so yeah they actually now live on an island in between uh the uk and france so uh they don't even live in the same same plot of land but uh but yeah this did happen <laughs> this did happen to me and i think that yeah if they it's their total right to do that and to live their life and i like the line that lydia said that it's, it sets both of us free i do think though it's a bit hasty because Haley hasn't even finished high school like give her right. a minute give her a second right? that's so true um so i do think that was harsh i think give her a year at least check that this is going okay let her get to college yeah like see i uh, see her off to college yeah. and then decide you're gonna do that but 
Well, he says we've got you a present. Well, it's kind of a present for us. We've got the RV and we're buggering off. But does that mean they get the house? Is is the house in now their house? Or is it just no, a, think... no, we've got an RV and we're selling the house goodbye? Yeah, they're, so, they're selling the house and using that house money to buy the best RV money can buy. Fuck you, Haley. we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you know, one other thing of connect random connection to my parents in this episode is uh, the car uh, that Deb pulls up to. It, did you know this already, Dom? No, I thought you were going to say your dad was in like Huey Lewis in the News or something like that. <laughs> I know isn't true, but it would be great. <laughs> oh, because I'd say that to everyone, that everyone's my dad. But Dan yeah. and Deb are my parents. It's true. Uh, but... Deb's the car that Deb was driving. My parents had that exact same car until like literally like a year ago, and uh, the same car, the same color, the same everything. Um, and it's a pretty awkward car, I think, is what they said. <laughs> it's uh, really expensive to get it fixed. Um, this was like my parents' like first sort of like luxury type car, um, and yeah, but there it was. I didn't know that they that they did it in America, but there it was. Deb had it. That's yeah. all I have nice. on that. <laughs> uh, who yeah. else then? Is that is that enough for the Jameses? Have we tied them off? There was one other bit where they're like dancing on the dance floor, which was a nice like comical moment. Yeah. I loved that. They're just so good together. <laughs> it's a happy marriage. Yeah. Anything else we need to say about them? They can go in the drawer. They're done. <laughs> I think so. Okay, so Alyssa, who should we go with next? Let's go with Peyton. And Brooke, should we put them together? Cause they're sure, like... we can lump them together. It's pretty much the same storyline for the two. So... Where Brooke is making Peyton this online profile without her permission mm-hmm. and taking photos of her from the backside <laughs> without her permission. And I was like, what the hell? Lust factor. The lust fa- That's it. Lust factor. And so from what I understand, the more you take pictures, the more you're active on there, the higher you can rank. Well, they vote, right? Oh, people vote on your ranking. About your pictures, your provocative. Well, because that's really good for self-esteem. That's how that works. (laughs) Yeah, right? Imagine if you just don't do well and you were taking these pictures of yourself. That could really scar a person. Well, I (laughs) wanted... naked photos, you know? Sorry, Simon. No, I just wanted to ask Dom a question. I mean, Dom, if I was to come and take pictures of you in the shower without you knowing and then I was to (laughs) post them online and every now and again I'd drop a textbook and ask you to pick it up and I'd take a picture... (laughs) you know, of your butt and whatever and, you know, uh, and then put them online um, and then had random people just showing up to meet you. Um, you you're, you'd be okay with that, right? Nothing out of the ordinary there. The regular Saturday night. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I feel like Peyton, as much as she like, she wasn't okay with it, but she didn't make a big stink about it. I feel she's like, oh, yeah, that's just Brock. Where I feel like nowadays that really wouldn't no that does not go fly. over yeah that this just that's a little how the show is dated and all the things we know that surround the the sexuality of the show right. so this, it was a little hard for me to watch I was like oh we had to do this like mm. come on but, yeah uh, yeah so yeah sorry to take the 
bring the energy down. <laughs> yeah, we had to talk. <laughs> had to talk about but it. But it had though. to do. You know, it's, it's just, important. It's not it's... okay, especially for your best friend to be taking these photos of you and posting them without your permission, and then those gentlemen coming and finding you. It's, it's like, you know, you don't know what these people are like. It's scary. It's... I also though think. Oh, Go ahead. No, please, 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 please go. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I think it also shows for the time, because in the early 2000s, this was a thing, you know, we were in chat rooms Mm -hmm. and posting pictures and also a maturity level of this is, this is so Brooke to me. Yes. Of like, we need to get over Lucas. The only way to do it is to get another boy's approval and, Mm -hmm. and get our minds off of him. And this will just keep us busy for now. Right. And then even Brooke's like, oh, you can have that one, but that one's for me. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dom? Yes. Uh, I was going to say, it, it was it was such a weird turn in terms of uh, Brooke's path and, and kind of her discovery in the last episode that she kind of says, that's it for men for a little while and I'm not really that kid. She's like, men are so easy. And she flashes and it it's kind of like, yeah, because men are dumb and we know men are dumb and it's something we discuss quite often that men are a bit thick. Um, uh, and um, she says, well, that's kind of, that's it for now. You know, let's just try, let's just focus on our friendship and that's it. And then immediately in the next episode, she's setting up her friend on a weird online kind of dating forum. Uh, and it's, it's it's incredibly awkward and i couldn't help but think of the you know the what i know about the show now and what i know about the the producer and and kind of what's happened there and that it's hillary burton that's kind of the the subject in all of this or peyton sorry but you know obviously hillary burton that mm-hmm. that's the subject of all of this and it isn't the other way round and i know that it wouldn't fit the characters if it was the other way round but it it wasn't her picking on anyone else doing it or you know let's let's make a profile of me and you and see who gets the highest number which would have been a slightly more interesting dynamic to the show because it would have been interesting if they'd gone Peyton got like I think that's kind of thing that would happen if they were to remake it now is like Peyton would get the higher number and Brooke would be pissed off that she didn't get you know the highest number because she obviously thinks she's a 10 um whereas you know it feels very targeted at uh, at Peyton and, and and Hillary and I'm going to take these pictures. I'm going to have her in the shower. I'm going to take that picture. And, you know, let's let's put it all on and have all these guys turn up saying, "Well, I'm a nine point six and that sort of thing. And uh, it, yeah, it's definitely it's at the forefront of your mind when you're watching it now. And I can't help that now. Um, and I kind of feel a bit protective about it as well, which is strange. Which I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever feel like that about this show. But you're kind of like, oh, they, they need to back off a little bit. I think. Yes. Yep. We we <laughs> said we said that we would uh, any of these moments that feel uh, unnecessary uh, and oversexualized that we would point them out or make a point of it because we we don't we didn't feel like we saw much of that in the first season and it does feel already uh, prominent in these first two episodes <laughs> so I think we'll keep saying it as we go through because we want it to be. Uh, you know, a twenty twenty one look at at the show and to hold it to modern standards. And as much as it's beloved and we love it, and we spent we've spent a lot of time talking about that stuff already. But yeah, we'll continue to point that out. So I think this one definitely goes in that category for sure. Yeah, definitely. 
unfortunately more to go um but mm-hmm. <laughs> we will continue and then maybe one day someone can re-edit it with these edits out and and edit it like the way dom said um oh it would be nice we we will play the characters in fact perfect yeah we can do it there you go excellent uh I'm so broke. <laughs> no, that was obvious Tom we that didn't need to say it. we knew that uh, so we also we get Lucas Peyton and Brooke uh, and they're in this new venue and Lucas was doing a little bit of Chad Michael Murray was doing a little bit of Nicolas Cage like acting which I like because I like Nicolas Cage <laughs> in like I was thinking of having a bar the bar would go over here and We'll have the DJ over here and the whatever over here, and we'll have us becoming friends like right about here. <laughs> I actually really, I actually really liked that. I do think though, again, when we're talking like sixteen, seventeen-year-old, these are like the most confident, well put together, mature sixteen, seventeen-year-olds. This is why I always in my mind they are young adults. They're in their twenties. This is how I have to look at it, uh, and I rationalize it. And again, because I was that age when I was watching it for the first time but the the confidence on these people is beyond me like i'm not that confident now you know and i'm in my 30s so that may just be me though but what did we think <laughs> of this and the whole stuff of you know they didn't read the letter they burnt it right. the, the fake cough he's thinking that they have read the letter so and he's even more confident with them after have running read the letter so it's kind of funny that he uh he felt like he could approach them with this like friendship thing but and the girls are like yeah yeah," like pretending like they read it but they didn't but also (laughs) i think the idea of the party was now this nice big distraction of hey guys we can all be good but the bigger picture here is we have this distraction so we have to throw on this party and they and he knows i mean no one you know, throws a party like Brooke and, and no one, one has music who mixes like Peyton and they are the dream team. So they know he knows they're going to do an amazing job and these are the perfect people to do this. And so everybody kind of looks like they're in good graces by going forward and doing this. And so it kind of helps him selfishly, but it's also a good thing for Nelly and it's a good thing for the girl. So everybody wins right. from this. But it only lasts so long. Well, no, I know. But yeah. I mean, it was a successful was, party. Yeah, and it was a, a successful party. And they were all kind of distracted for the night. And, you know. Right. Come forward, though. it's You have to kind of wake up and realize that there's still a lot of things that need to be worked out. Well, I mean, and right. And by the end, we, you know, Lucas knows they didn't actually read the letter. No, because he's like, you guys wouldn't have you wouldn't really be reacting the way. Plus, you know, you were into the idea. So the threesome is <laughs> what, what he's <laughs> with, like chocolate syrup or hot chocolate fudge. fudge yeah. with the hot, hot fudge, they were yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously. Right. Well, we what was all... your favorite part of the party? Like your favorite aspect of it? I like the the driving license, the uh, the fake ID. I thought that was really good. Dom, what I thought was funny when Lucas was taking photos, but he wasn't actually looking into the camera. He was just like, clicking, yeah. Click, click, click. Talk like, about confidence, Simon. I watched this episode with my husband, and he was like, "Those would not be good pictures." They would be good pictures. <laughs> like, 
And then how quickly, I mean, obviously I know it's a show, but when he takes the picture and gives it to Karen, like it was developed within five seconds. Like that takes forever to like finally. No, but the other thing I didn't understand is we, we see him take the picture and then they have an exchange and then it's laminated. Yeah. Like he put it. And then she was cutting it. Oh, she did cut it? Yeah, she did cut it. But it was all, like, way too quick. Way too quick. (laughs) It wouldn't work that way. But it was cute. I did like that. Yeah, but that was a cute idea. And then the baby pictures of them, which is sweet. Yeah, the the wedding picture wall and putting the pictures up was was a really nice idea. I quite like that. Yeah. And having the cameras sort of dotted about the, uh, the, the, we, we call it silly string, but, like, string in a can. Um, yeah, was a bit, silly string. It was a bit wild. <laughs> and mouth yeah. getting the liquid cheese. The sheep. Oh yeah, it was it was a uh, cheese whiz. Oh god, it's so disgusting. <laughs> he eats the chip. And poor Skills had to get that. I don't know how many takes they had to do with that and get that cheese whiz all over his back or shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Right, should we talk about the scene where that where Brooke is explaining the party and she's explaining and Skills and Fergie and uh, Malfa are there and they're talking. We can kind of tick them off and she's talking about you know, oh, your elevator list and five minutes in the elevator. And again, this was all very like sex in the city. Like how, how old are you? Like you making, she's like elevator list. Everyone knows about their elevator list. What? You're learning algebra for the first time right now. How are you knowing about this? Or or was I just the most underdeveloped like teenager? (laughs) I I just didn't know any of that. I was just innocent. Me and Jimmy in the church, just reading our Bible. (laughs) I never knew an elevator list. I, you know, you know, seven minutes I in heaven. I was going to say seven minutes in heaven. That was pretty much as the extent. And like, and isn't elevator? I mean, it sounds like it's almost like your hall pass, which has become a thing. Like, oh, who's your hall pass in your marriage? Mm. But the elevator list never, ever heard. And she's of only this. giving them five minutes too. So it's like. <laughs> Right. How much can you accomplish? I don't. I don't know. But but the, the <laughs> rules were: if you're in an elevator and you and that person are on each other's list, then you can. Right, or you could just you just if you both have each other on your list. Right, but then uh, you can go into the elevator for five minutes. That doesn't. No, like, I think what, I think really it was if you're in an elevator with someone who's on your list, then it's the it's fair game for gotcha. you to try. Gotcha, gotcha. That's not fair. Because no. Fergie and or Skills, either way around, one of them picks Halle Berry, the other one picks oh, Beyonce. Right. So it's like if I'm in a lift with Beyonce, I'm fully without, well within my right to sleep with Beyonce. Of course. Obviously. Why not? You know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did like the, well, I say I liked it, but the, when they're spinning mouth around in the chair and they're all shouting out, so like Skills says Halle Berry... Um, like, Fergie's like, you. yeah, Fer- Fergie goes, oh, um, Beyonce, and then Mouth just goes, Brooke Davis. Brooke Davis. <laughs> this is cute. Mouth's yeah. got, like, he's Mouth. very bold, isn't he? It's kind of like he's so deep in the friend zone. Like, he's been friend zoned so hard. It's like he can say whatever he wants, like, no fucks given, because he's, he's friended so hard. And so <laughs> it's like he couldn't shock anyone. And then there's that, that's actually something that's quite sad. Uh, we'll talk about Mouth as the show develops, but I have issue with how he's treated in some of these ways because it feels like he's treated yes. as lesser than the other yes. characters and he has to say these things and it's like, 
these sort of seen as quirky and funny because ha 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 that's so funny no one would ever sleep with you mouth and it's like well actually here's a person brooke Peyton, sleep with him for god's sake (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ yeah i remember that being an issue of mine too of like how much he was friend zoned with these girls and how it was kind of like they over projected the way that he felt like he needed to make a point of saying that right all the time which you know you guys i'm sure we'll get to yeah because i i really like mouth like i say it on front street i'm a big fan big fan and i particularly like lee norris as well like the way he portrays him and everything and seeing him in interviews and your your uh podcast with him is like he seems like just a really great guy so it's like i really and then that translates onto the screen because we've said this before when you like the person in real life Mm -hmm. you just like them even more like when they're on Mm -hmm. you know on the show and whatever so i i have a lot of you know i'm gonna be strong on the defense for mouth in our podcast that's for sure um if we if we take it forward um if we tick off skills while we're doing this skills has some great moments with lucas and i think he might have the line of of the episode where he's got great advice great great advice um where he said he's saying to lucas at the party he's saying you know lucas is saying he went to charlestown and he liked it because he could be whoever he wanted to be and then the phone rang and he had to come back and um skills is saying well why can't you used to you want to be how you used to be so can't you just be that guy again just be be that guy again um and you know you're surrounded by people that love you um and you need to be one of those people or I've maybe I've butchered that. I think, or he said basically said, you know, you need to love yourself as much as yeah. And, and it was just great advice, and that's actually something that really I really identified with because that's kind of how I felt when watching the show. I mean, I've said this millions of times over the podcast, but that's kind of how I felt. I felt like I'd kind of lost myself a little bit through adolescence and whatever and then i kind of was rediscovering the person that i was before and how i wanted to be and then develop that into adulthood and so i really identify with that line and uh, i really i really liked it and it was great advice well what, what do you guys think loved skills yeah, i love that moment in this episode he just he just skills confidence and how he's just so sure of himself. And I just love that he's there for Lucas. He has the two, two conversations with Lucas, one on the river court and then at the party and just like, Hey, like just be yourself. And that worked out pretty good. So, mm-hmm. you know, go with your gut. I'm like, yes, yeah, skills. Yeah. He's oh, he's just so good. Yeah. He's always very soulful. He's very Smooth. like, yeah, he's so realistic good. and he's always yeah. giving you like that yeah. powerful advice that you didn't know you needed. And, He's always he's always giving Lucas especially good advice. I feel yeah, because Lucas needs it. <laughs> I, I wanted to throw something in here for Dom. So um, at the end, you I'm sure you've both seen it, but they did like a special uh, where they have all of the cast together. They do it quite a lot at the end of big shows, and they did like a whole interview about you know all of the characters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, there was a moment where Mark Schwann was saying that he got given a lot of like heat and uh, a hard time about how skills was written in terms of being written as like, you know, like a stereotype and kind of like a trope and um, of, you know, of like a, of a black person. And 
uh, Mark Schwann said that he didn't write those lines. He said that he would write the script and then Anton, uh, who plays Skills, said, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'll, <laughs> I'll say what you want me to say. I'll get that. I'll just say it in my own words. How I would say it, yeah. And so, and that, and then that's how it was, um, which I think is a great choice because then it makes it like authentic uh, or authentic to Anton Tanner anyway and to how he would play the character. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to throw that out there so I'd, um, because I think that that's important. It adds another layer to it. Yeah. I love that. I don't think I actually knew that. I didn't either. I don't think we watched that special. No. Oh, it's watch. really Which good. I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> is that on the DVD? Yeah, yeah, it's on the DVDs. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll have to find it. Uh, it's at the Paley Center, I think it's called. If you put in One Tree Hill pa- oh. Paley Center, it will come up. Oh, okay. I think it's okay, on. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube as well. Maybe it's, for, it's about oh. an hour. It's really good. It's really good. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I'll I'd definitely love to watch, watch that. that. <laughs> Listeners, that makes a lot watch of sense. Well. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense though because I feel like Tuan, as they call him, <laughs> um, that's, yeah, like that's the type of person that he is. So I like that they just kind of let him do his lines how he would want to do them. He actually that's said cool. in that interview, he was just like that, well, I was told that the character, I was just playing myself, basically. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just go for it. <laughs> so, Not far off, I guess, yeah. Yeah um is that kind of oh where at so a few guys show up for peyton and it's just kind of used as comic relief one guy's wearing like a leather skirt um just there you go is there much else we need to say about brooke and peyton the only thing is at the end we see brooke looking at the picture of the three of them and then peyton deleting the profile yeah she's she's not ready for that also, she shouldn't she be, on, be on there. On it. Yeah. <laughs> she should not be on that website. She did not put herself on that website. So yeah. I'm glad she deleted that. But at least, hey, making a little bit of stride with Brooke being comfortable enough to have that photo of the three of them on her mirror again. And she feeling like they're getting back to some like normalcy in her and uh, Peyton's relationship. And she's starting to feel okay with Lucas. I mean, very, very slowly, but... At least there's that. Just getting there. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we move on to... Uh, we've got Dan, Keith, Lucas, and Whitey. And then I think we've done them all. I mean, Whitey and Keith, well, we can do probably quite quickly. Should we go with... Tell us about Whitey, Dom. Tell us about your favourite. <laughs> both, they're both my favourite. Um <laughs> Well, he's he's back. He's back at the school. He's out of hospital. Uh, and the assumption is from Keith in particular that he's had his operation. But um, I don't think he has. <laughs> there's there's no there's no way that he could have done. Um, so I'm assuming that he's discharged himself and just gone. Do you know what? It's it's kind of not worth the risk. Uh, I want to go and enjoy whatever time I have left and I, I'm going to go out there and and win a championship with this team and then, you, you know, do whatever i got to do and it, whatever comes, comes. And um, it's a bit sad, really, because uh, I can't help but feel that someone is going to find out 
that the reason he was in there was for um, a, a tumor, uh, unfortunately, in his in his brain, and um, they'll like try and convince him to to have the operation. It'll probably be Keith. Keith is the one to kind of push that that that. But yeah, he was just kind of usual kind of whitey kind of understanding, wasn't he? When uh, Keith's talking to him and finding out what's going on, and he finds out about. Um, does he find out about Haley and Nathan? He gives Haley and Nathan the baby oh, blanket. That's right. he turns up at their. Um, but he finds party, out about Keith and Deb. I that's it. Mm. absolutely Deb, love yeah. that. I kind of slept with Deb. <laughs> <laughs> and Whitey's just like not even. He's just like ah, oh, Keith. Oh. Like he just didn't even flinch. It's just, <laughs> just funny. For, yeah. for a second, I thought Whitey was going to go. And how was it? I've been, <laughs> I've been fantasizing about it for years. <laughs> Walk me through. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> it was it was a great moment because Whitey's then like, ignore everything I just said. <laughs> you know, it means right. Yeah, but Keith does go and see uh, Dan, and uh, Dan's eating his Jello. We call it jelly here, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and and Dan saying or Keith saying, you know, I, I'm you know I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Let me run the dealership for you. Um, and Dan's like, yeah, great, that'd be great. Thanks, appreciate it. All right, see you later, my friend. What did you? <laughs> what did you? I've got to come to Dom first, as you know, first time viewing. What did you? What did you make of that, Dom? Well, I hope he's phoned the school to say, I, you know, I won't be taking the job. Because, oh, yeah, you know, got got this job, <laughs> moved away, ready to start to, to be a auto shop teacher. And and that's it. Now I'm just going to go and I'll go and run this place for Dan for a little while instead. You know, I moved away for one day and that was enough. Um, but, and then him with the suit on at the end, like, ah. Oh, sw- swanky. <laughs> I liked it. for now. Yeah. <laughs> I should have slept was... with Deb years ago. <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> My life would have been totally different. I, I can't help but feel I have more to say about it from Dan's point of view than Keith's. So it might be worth me waiting for Dan before okay. I say. But I, I thought, you know, it was a nice offer from Keith. He wants to try and rebuild something with his brother you know i don't i don't they've never been close but it's an opportunity for him to help out and dan says oh yeah that would be you know a big weight off my mind thanks and it's a surprise isn't it and he kind of walks into the dan scott president you know office and goes in and gets himself set up uh and that's kind of it for keith isn't it really other than bringing whitey a coffee i thought that was quite nice he also yeah. he has a conversation with Lucas at the party, and I found it quite funny. Where he says, um, "Lucas, I know you know I know Charlestown meant a lot to you, but I think we have to stay here." And I was thinking, Lucas was gone before you'd even unpacked. He didn't give a <laughs> shit about Charleston. He's like, "I've got a haircut. I need to go back. I've I've got withdrawal <laughs> symptoms, you know, from Tree Hill." Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think that pretty much sums up Keith. Ladies, anything to add about Keith? I have no. Oh, he had the, <laughs> come on, they had the nice, You had something. They had no. the nice pictures oh, no, no, of the before and after, before the before the spray 
string. Yeah, I liked that. That, that was, was nice. that was very cute. And then just yes. the conversation of just Keith and Lucas, like you said at, at the end of the projection of we gotta stay. <laughs> I mean, did you think it was a good idea for Keith to come back? Me. Yeah. Sure. Oh God. <laughs> um, I actually will say one of my predictions was that uh, Keith would drop Lucas off and go. He'd go and and he'd and he'd see out a bit of time um as as a teacher and, and give it a go and then we'd get like a transfer back to Tree Hill High and would be a teacher there or become a, one of the coaches there or something like that. He would he'd find his way back to teaching there. Um but that was blown out of the water by this episode. So um I was quite surprised because I thought oh maybe it's an opportunity for him to stay away you know he's made a couple of mistakes but he he's all about rebuilding himself and becoming a new man um and i can't help but feel that uh he's done the right thing for you know someone else in trying to support his brother but not necessarily the right thing for himself but yes hopefully exactly that was yes yeah yeah right helping out a brother who didn't really give him the time of day i mean their relationship is obviously very strained but yeah he that's that's he's like mo is let me just let everyone like help everyone out and not focus on myself so right i I can't help but feel we're now going to see keith at the dealership all the time when we've only ever seen dan at the dealership four times Mm -hmm. or something like that so dan is dan is never at work dan's always out he's always you know He's doing working, exercise as we or used to say. yeah, he's, he's uh, <laughs> so having, he's like looking at other people in the getting town, coffee or something like that. He's never at work, so I think Keith's going to be probably end up being really committed to it. Um, I hope it doesn't then make him sort of crazy power hungry and he starts to become a bit more, um, a bit more like Dan. Unfortunately, like the the bad side of Dan. Yeah. I, I think he might bring a maybe a different vibe to the dealership. Um, might find sales a bit difficult but you know people might enjoy his his company and his aura a bit more well should we move on to should we finish off lucas and then that would tie over into dan i think because i think the only bits we've really missed of lucas is that well nathan goes to see dan at one point and dan says he would like to i mean we can talk about that bit quickly nathan tells him that tells dan that they've got married he takes it pretty well considering uh, and then says he would like to see his brother um and so nathan tells lucas that um and that's how it ends with lucas you know going to see dan that's kind of like the cliffhanger there um but also lucas makes the speech at the uh, party which is a really nice speech he's talking about how <laughs> i like the line where he says uh, we didn't have we didn't have the best start, did we, Nathan? Mutual hatred sound about right, and Nathan's like it was worse, <laughs> and yeah. oh, it was quite funny. It was worse, yeah, yeah. And we actually we didn't talk about um, Jim James, James James, Haley's dad, saying about you know you can you can drive at sixteen, drink at twenty one, go to war at whatever, blah, blah, blah. what age can you be in love? I thought that was really nice. Yeah, I so really good. liked that quote. Yeah, I like that too. Um, so is that kind of it for Lucas? We kind of we kind of hit him, haven't we, with everything else? I think so. Yeah, he, yeah. he has just that sandals. big moment right at the end, doesn't he, where he goes to see Dan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just yeah. said, right yeah. 
Um, and he made the decision to go. And he actually decided to, to go and visit. Doesn't he? Does he have a talk with Karen, Lucas, and Karen's like, "What are you gonna do?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah. Right? Is that this episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're doing the light, uh, the the fake ID, and the, the fake ID. Part, Karen yeah. says, "Oh, way to bury the lead." Like, as in, you're only just telling me that now, and he's and she says, "You know, I have no roadmap for parenting. You know, the same as yeah, you. So you I have love to that do." Part. Yeah, which is kind of ties into what we were saying earlier as well. Is you have is every situation is going to be unique, and you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to break some eggs to make some omelets, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so is that, that's kind of Lucas tied up. So it's just Dan, really. Yeah. Tell us about Dan, just Michelle. Dan. <laughs> just Dan. I mean, Dan is going through well he's (laughs) i feel like in this episode we could see he's kind of owning up to his past a little bit Mm -hmm. hasn't been a great husband hasn't been a great father wants to see lucas and wants to make amends and as he tells deb in that scene of oh don't you worry i'm confident we will get our son back yeah but do you see that as like good (laughs) or is it sort of like he's plotting something and so like this whole phoenix effect well the best intentions right Right. are these good intentions or is this right what are what are are his intentions right dom what do you think i i can't help but feel (laughs) the the pessimistic (laughs) side of me thinks that it's all a bit of an act so he's had this i really want it to be uh, i said this ages ago that there has to be a big moment and something that's like near life threatening that will change a character but it feels like it's happened way too soon (laughs) and we haven't had enough of dan being like full dan if um yet so I, i kind of feel like oh yeah keith sure you can you can go and you know look after my um my business while while i'm in here that'd be a great help oh yeah i really want to see lucas and try and build my bond there um i i I just kind of feel like all these things are are now setting up for some big reveal or he's going to do something he's kind of going to get back at keith somehow and and kind of embarrass him in front of a lot of people and you know make him look a bit uh a bit silly and kind of push back at Deb and, and maybe make that a public statement um, and and his aim is going to be to kind of tear people apart I, I think uh, the things that Karen has done to keep Lucas away from Dan even though Dan wanted to be involved in Lucas's life and then that wasn't revealed until like the end of obviously the first season um, I think that he's then gonna try and win over Lucas by um making karen look like the bad guy (laughs) um and and kind of try and develop some sort of relationship with lucas and maybe involve nathan in that as well he might work out that nathan and lucas are starting to get on so it's worth having nathan on his side as well um and try and push deb away again so that he's got both the boys and you know he's batting away both the mums We'll, Sounds pretty good. We will see. We will <laughs> and Keith's just going to be the Keith's going to be the fall guy. I think Keith's going to going to bear the brunt of it for for what he's done for being in love with Karen yeah. and sleeping with Deb. 
Now, right. 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 Do it. Right. He's hit by both marks there, hasn't he? <laughs> um, well, is there anything else we need to say about any other characters before we get into our judgments? Um, just uh, I'm not sure I mentioned anything about like Naley and like Brooke and Peyton and, and Lucas and kind of where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Brooke and Peyton need to know what's in the letter. So the content of the letter has to come out. And I think that'll probably come out in the next episode. Um, so Lucas will probably say something. I, I think he might get time indiv- individually with him. I, I think Peyton deleting the profile and Lucas being defensive about all these guys that were turning up for her at this party um, is kind of a like a sign or a symbol that one, Peyton isn't interested, but is also still interested in Lucas and Lucas still being protective over her. But wants to respect the the boundaries and the and the distance there uh, and wants to respect their friendship and obviously a friendship with Brooke but i kind of think that he's going to give them the information of the letter separately it won't be like a sit down guys this is what was in the letter it will be spend a bit of time with Peyton discuss the letter spend a bit of time with Brooke discuss the letter and then whatever they do with that information is going to be the the kind of crux of the story or their storyline so whether they decide to discuss it between them or or you know, Peyton might retain it and go, I know it was in the letter, but I probably shouldn't tell Brooke because it's, you know, mm-hmm. he says this about her and it's not that nice. or I, I don't think she'd want to know that. Or actually, I think I know and she doesn't. And I quite like knowing. Uh, I'm not sure. I think there's going to be something. There's definitely got to be more about that letter. There's no way that we could burn that and not know. If I get to the end of season nine and I don't know what's in that letter, I'm going to phone Chad Michael Murray. He'll be like, what did you write? <laughs> Dom sounds like us. We're going to get to season nine and we don't know this. So many things we so could many things not like go. <laughs> not like go. I can't wait to discuss the things we could and I still cannot let go. Yeah. One there's one thing. thing and I we cannot let go. Like there's two, there's two big, they're like, they're insignificant. Yeah. To the show, but to us, it was like the biggest things in the world that we, they like just never go back to, and we couldn't get over it. And, we just couldn't get and over it. And tri- <laughs> it still triggers me where we'll be talking about it on a random episode of OC or Gospel, and it'll come up, and then I'm triggered, and then I just go off the rail. Yeah. Like, I can't give it up. Yeah. So Dom sounds like us. Like, yeah. if, if it's season nine, I'm going to yeah. write to them that this was ridiculous. <laughs> this didn't go through. Yeah. I feel you 100%. Well, will you message me Chad what Michael these Murray. things are? Because I don't know what yes. you're referring to. Yeah, me- yeah. yeah I'm going to make a note right <laughs> two, now. Two <laughs> very specific things that do just, just, just poof. Just it's, one of them, it's one of them Jimmy just not being present ever since the, <laughs> since the first You need episode. to let go of Jimmy. I'm let not letting go, go of Jimmy. No. Let him go. He's gone. <laughs> <It's all I'm... laughs> He's gone. Okay. Just let him, uh, let him be. Ravenshoop.net. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay is that is that everything um just on Naley, i i with um nathan and Haley, i think their storyline will, will move on but it needs to move on with um dan being in the knowledge of their marriage and them you know kind of how he embraces it and i i think he will at first but all as part of his little plan to pull people apart so i i think he's gonna take them on board and go oh this is great this is wonderful separate deb and get deb out of the way because deb's not gonna agree with it and then kind of keep alienating Haley, maybe or like when he starts reverting back to being old dan it's he's gonna make Haley feel crap about things and i think that'll kind of push that might even push uh Haley and lucas closer together 
It's, hey, get your own wife. Well, she should be my wife, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. So, um, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> that theory will not die until I've until it's I been know. proven to me. I think it's hysterical. You keep it until season nine. <laughs> Thank you. Keep you. It. <laughs> um, and I, I, I can't see the James parents coming back. I, I think Huey Lewis is in that time of life he surely had a busy schedule so i can't i can't see him coming back other than maybe once or twice more like later on down the line um but maybe lydia might come back and have a bit more to do with it i'm not sure maybe um maybe maybe james james has got to go work away or something like that and lydia will come back for a bit she'll live in the rv in their driveway (laughs) excellent Okay, well, before we go into our judgments, we're also on this podcast trying to cover things from all aspects of One Tree Hill. We don't just want to cover the episodes. We want to cover the wider, you know, community and fandom around it. So we had a great interview with Sarah Gallo, who is a diehard One Tree Hill fan, exemplary, exemplary fan, amazing. And she has um, a great Instagram page, uh one tree hill memories we talk all about that so uh yeah listen to this and hopefully you'll enjoy so dom and i are thrilled to be joined by sarah gallo who is one tree hill super fan i pride myself on being a big fan of one tree hill but sarah you take it to the next level i'm jealous i wish i'd had some (laughs) of the experiences that you'd had welcome to the podcast Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, so Dom is in the, the the situation of knowing nothing about One Tree Hill. So the whole premise of the podcast is, uh, you know, he knows nothing. I know <laughs> everything or I know a lot. Uh, mm. And then he makes his predictions. But before we go any further, we have to see you raise your right hand and promise that you will not spoil Dom on anything beyond season two, episode one of One Tree Hill. Okay. You, you promise? I promise. Do you accept, Dom? I accept. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah, tell us about One Tree Hill and how it begun for you. Like, When was the first time you watched it and why does it mean so much to you? Um, well, the first time I watched it was probably towards the end of 2011. Um, I was just looking for shows to watch. I was like, you know, oh, I gotta, I gotta find something new to watch. And, um, I'm looking and I was obsessed with Chad Michael Murray. So I, um, I came across, um, One Tree Hill and I said, oh, Chad Michael Murray's in this. Okay, let me watch this. Um, and I just, I just got into it and it just, it's hard to explain it's just it was different than any other show I had ever watched um and it uh it just means a lot well so at this point so we're going almost 10 years on from when you first watched the show how many times would you say roughly you've watched the show through in full oh god probably like 20 times especially with all the edits that I make I have to watch the episodes and you know get the screen caps and the you know subtitles of what they're saying to help me make the edits so I definitely watch it a lot (laughs) that that's awesome I love that um so so you started so you have uh, so what we also want to talk about is you have an Instagram page 
which is maybe the biggest fan page that I've seen on Instagram. So you've got just under 60,000 followers. That's crazy. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that. How did that Thank all you. begin? Um, well, I made that account in 2012. I made it shortly before season nine. Well, season nine was airing and I made it shortly before it ended. Um, cause I remember thinking, what am I going to name this account? And I was thinking one tree hill memories was, would be a good name. And then I was like, wait, the show's not over yet. But then I'm thinking, Oh, it will be. So that works out. Um, and then I just started posting. Um, and my edits got different over time. Definitely. Um, I've used different fonts and I've gotten a lot better at it than I was. Um, I honestly don't know how the followers jumped like that. Um, I've had my account for maybe, yeah, like eight years now. Yeah, that's really cool. It's awesome. And so Dom and I can see behind you, you've got like a you've got a wall of One Tree Hill things, which obviously yeah. is, is not great for an audio platform. So I'll describe them. Uh, but you've got uh, lots of pictures with uh, with cast members. So you you go to the to, to the conventions a lot. I mean, how how many conventions have you been to, would you say? Um. I got to count on my fingers here. Um, eight, maybe wow. seven or eight. Yeah, I've been going since 2015. I went to the first U.S. Um, One Tree Hill convention, and then I, I kind of went to everyone <laughs> since. And so, have you met? Have you met predominantly like every cast member? Like you've met um, a lot of the bigger people. Um, I've probably roughly like 95 percent yeah well these pictures behind me are the ones from the um latest convention that was uh last towards the end of last february um and yeah i've been to so many it's it's the rest of my walls are covered too that you can't see but i I will show you guys if you want but (laughs) (laughs) what is is there anyone on your list i mean you can if if they haven't been in season one, then we'll have to ask Dom to cover his ears, which we do from time to time on this podcast. Um, but I mean, Dom and I are hoping to, so we're here in, in the UK, just outside London. Well, once, oh, COVID, awesome. once COVID is no longer a thing and once we get like to the end of season nine, so it's going to be spoiler free for Dom, then we're hoping to go out to Wilmington ourselves to join in, in a, you know, in a convention and, and get involved in all of the fanfare because as much as we're covering each episode of one tree hill we also want to cover the the wider universe like we want to cover the books we want to cover the cds we want to cover yeah you know the conventions the the things that the cast members have gone on to now like james lafferty and stephen coletti have gone on with everyone's doing great um and you know all of their other ventures we want to be sort of supportive of the whole one tree hill community and that's something that you seem to really embody in that you are on on your uh page on instagram and everything you're so supportive of everything that the cast is doing and and your mom is also a big supporter as well tell us a bit about that um well i watched the show once and then i said mom listen you gotta watch this show so my mom watched it and we both became obsessed and then uh you know, the first convention I went to was with my mom, obviously. So, um, well, I was young. I was young, young. But um, 
yeah, she just kind of got involved too. You know, she, she feels about the same way. She goes to every convention with me and we have that kind of bond and One Tree Hill kind of brings that bond. Definitely one of them. One thing that absolutely like amazes me about it still to this day. So I, I've only watched 23 episodes. So that takes mm-hmm. me to season two, episode one. Um, and then the amount of people that just want to share their love of it and that are very close. And I said on our very first episode, kind of before we got to our pilot and we were talking with um, the ladies from Tree, Tree Hill Talk mm-hmm. and we were talking to to Lex from the Rivercourt cast, is that I said that, I was worried about, you know, this kind of um, community and I didn't at any point ever want to offend anyone or anything like that because I I know that this community will band together and and they really do. And I'm quite lucky that I haven't offended anyone yet. (laughs) And and hopefully I never do, but it it just feels so strong. And it's amazing to see that, um, like, even an an Instagram page and the content that you, you put out has such a massive following yeah yeah one tree hill it's crazy it ended so long ago and still people are just we love it so much we keep it going we keep it alive and yeah well and that that is exactly how what we're trying to achieve with our podcast is that so um have have you heard any of our podcasts yes Okay, okay i've heard maybe one or two of them yeah Okay, great. I mean, not good enough. You should listen to yeah. them, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, uh, so One Tree Hill, like, deeply impacted on my life and, and career. And, um, you know, it hit me at a sort of a pivotal sort of changing crossroads in my life. And Dom is watching it for the first time, you know, and we're in our early 30s now. And it's actually, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm speaking for you, so I'll ask you to comment, Dom. But, <sighs> I mean, it's kind of having a bit of an influence in your life now, right? Like even you watching it as as an adult. Yeah, so Keith's storyline in particular um, kind of draws some reflection into mine in that it's it's not that I have to get away and, and any of that, but um, just the the work situation and things like that and him feeling like he needs to do something for himself. And that's kind of where I've got to. And it it has some strange sort of reflective moments where I take it in and think, Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm a big fan of Whitey and the, and the hard hitting things that Whitey says to people like Karen and to Keith is like, when are you going to start living for yourself? You know, Mm -hmm. stop. And and for myself, it's like, stop being part of this big machine that you know you're just a, a really tiny cog in this massive machine go and go and be something different do something different do something that you want to do and that and that message you know from the first season really stands out to me well sarah what um again being very careful because dom has to remain spoiler free it's incredibly <laughs> precious that he remains yes. spoiler free <laughs> but what would you say is your favorite season and then who would you say your favorite like all-time character is um brooke davis is definitely my favorite character um of the early seasons i want to say maybe season four um the later seasons i'm a big fan of season eight definitely yeah um well it's i mean brooke davis and peyton sawyer kind of a tie between them and from from your instagram um like you you basically you have like a you 
you have more than just a fan relationship to uh to like these cast members like i've seen like you know videos you put up that like hillary burton has sent to you and this feels like this is a different level like she know like she feels like she knows you she knows you and your mom i mean that how how did that come come through to fruition um well the first time i met her was 2015 at the first convention and then I ended up going to her uh, candy store, me, my mom, and one of our friends, um, and she was there. So we um, we actually hung out with her. She uh, she got us coffee, and we kind of we talked, and uh, maybe it was like a half hour. She talked to us, and um, we just kept you know seeing her you know over time, and she, we just kind of developed this relationship with her. And we you know well, we support everything she does. You know, we go to all her ghost stories events and everything like that and I actually uh I just actually went to the teddy bear contest that was this past December um so that was fun too and in her candy store so that was fun too yeah that's awesome really cool I'm so jealous I'm so like angry at my parents (laughs) for being British and making (laughs) here. well speaking of which so uh whereabouts in the states are you located I am in Schenectady, New York. Well, Rotterdam, Schenectady area. Um, it's kind of near Albany. So um, how, how far away is that from Wilmington? Uh, it's about a 12-hour drive. Wow. Yeah. And every I every time I've been to Wilmington, I've never flown. We've always drove. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm used to it by now, but believe me, it's... Like the, the, the ride home is, is worse than the ride there. Cause you're just like, Oh my God, I just want to get home at this point. <laughs> but yeah, it's a long drive. <laughs> that that's commitment. And that's awesome. I love yeah. it. That's like our flight to Wilmington will probably be about the same amount of time as your drive would be. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Sarah, we we would love to we we want to this is so great. This is like part of the podcast that we want to really embellish more into is like this this community of One Tree Hill now because we know that we're podcasting it retrospectively that the show's you know not happening anymore until Dom and I write the screenplay for the reboot which <laughs> of Young Dan Scott the early years the uh the prequel. But we uh yeah, we want to continue this this journey. So we we want to we want to help push your uh, your Instagram page. So there's going to be a link in the description here in the in the podcast notes. So please, everyone, go and check out Sarah's page, One Tree Hill Memories. It will be down here in the description. Check out all of the stuff on there. Get involved. Um, Sarah, is there any anything else that you want to say? Um, just. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, it's it's awesome to be a part of the One Tree Hill world. It kind of it's just amazing. And just thank you for the opportunity. It's really awesome. Well, thank you for being, uh, you know, the embodiment of, uh, you know, true true fandom. Because Dom and I have said this before that there are many things that have uh, fans that there can be like toxic levels to it, like you know, like Star Wars, for instance, and like there are obviously star wars fans that are great and that and love it but there can be fans that you know like fight and argue and like don was saying right. this one tree hill has a community of just like-minded great people that right. love the show and you 
you know perfectly embody that so we're incredibly grateful for everything that you do hopefully we can you know stay stay in contact you can come on you know and cover a a full episode of us at some point that would be really fun that would be amazing yeah and 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 your mom let's get mom involved too (laughs) yeah sure yeah she's at work right now otherwise i'd have her come up but yeah (laughs) well we'll have to work that out for sure um and yeah thank you so much for your time yeah oh thank you guys (laughs) thank you take care it's lovely to meet you so before we get into our judgments please listen to this for more information about free gossip girls hey upper east siders welcome to three gossip girls a gossip girl podcast i'm liz an og fan of the teen series who watched it live back when it aired in 2008 and i'm michelle a newbie to the show so i have idea what's to come including who gossip girl is what a gem what a gem we also had our good friend ingrid join us for the first season of the podcast as well so if you like ridiculous ship names a special drink paired with the episode or maybe just hearing old friends dissect this teen drama in all of its glory this may be the pod for you you can join us 30 something year olds every thursday as we unnecessarily (laughs) dive deep into an episode of gossip girl we are currently starting season four of the show and we cannot wait for you to hear some fun changes more guests more predictions and more drama i mean this is gossip girl after all you can find us on all social media platforms at three gossip girls pod and listen on whichever podcast platform you enjoy xoxo and finally before we get into our judgments listen to this about our patreon hello and welcome to 1030 productions you just became a raven welcome to prisoneyland fish our network is made up of two podcasts the ravens a one tree hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show and fox river a prison break podcast covering each individual episode of the show all of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms but if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey then we have free patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you all of our patreon tiers include all of our podcasts the first tier junior varsity or the yard get on the train please get on the train You will receive one week early release on all episodes, Ravens and Fox River, as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, our Prison Break monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout out on the podcast. The second tier, Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup, Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? Or Gen Pop. Pop it off up in Gen Pop! All of the perks from Junior Varsity and The Yard and join us live on a bonus episode, Ravens or Fox River, to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame or The Hole. When you call a piece of white trash who couldn't pass the cops exam and now makes less than a mailman. A CO. If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Okay, let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, Ravens! 
And finally, finally, before we get... No, I'm joking. On to our judgments. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> We've just been sponsored by Audible. Get books on Amazon Prime. That's the level yeah. we're at. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with favorite performer of the episode, Alyssa, in your opinion, who gave the best mm. performance in this episode. I feel like I have to give it to Deb. So Barbara Allen Woods. Your choice? Yes. (laughs) I feel like she was Mama Bear, even though like maybe not completely justified because of their strained relationship. But um, I feel like Barbara, she's sass and she can give it to you straight, (laughs) and you don't want to mess with her. So. I feel like she delivered the best performance for me. Nice. Well, Michelle, look at that. We are, you know, two peas. This is why we're two peas. I also had Deb and I was like, wow, no one's going to pick Deb (laughs) because I felt that was for the same reasons. I, as much as she, her comments stabbed me a little bit. There's a reason why I picked her because they stabbed me. She shook you up. Yeah. She shook and the way she delivered. And I think there's justification behind them. Mm -hmm. So Deb it is. Dom? Well, I was actually very close to picking um, Chad Michael Murray in this episode. I was also a little close as well. But I picked, um, (laughs) I don't know the actress's name, unfortunately, but um, that played Lydia. Uh, I actually, that's Armstrong. Oh, excellent. Okay, cool. Because um, I'm not allowed to look <laughs> these people up. It's very sad. Um, <laughs> but I yeah. thought, oh yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I, I think she she gives a really good performance, and and she she did a great job in the last episode, and carried it on into this episode, um, and just has a really good sort of family dynamic, and you can really see where Haley gets her. Um, I, I mean, in a weird way, you can see where Haley gets her. You know sensibilities from from both her parents and uh i just think uh that lydia came across uh fantastically well in the, in this episode and you know special mention to her in the in the previous episode as well um i just thought it's just pe- performed really well and just being so lively and wild and and their their parents that can kind of have a normal talking to you conversation and then they're up here having a little dance and then they're 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 kind of back down to earth but still a little bit quirky and and i i really enjoyed kind of watching the the two of them the 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 duo but but her in particular what about you simon nice uh i'm gonna agree and say barbara (laughs) allen woods actually i thought i agreed because it was very it felt raw it felt real like i felt like oh god i'm getting told off right now like and uh yeah scary she's scary and i just want to leave and hide in my room so (laughs) yeah nice okay well, let's uh, let's start with Michelle this time. Who's your favorite character? I would have to go with Deb. Ooh, okay. Mm. For the reason of the delivery of because it scared me so much because it struck me the most. I will say what I I loved about this episode is the amount of friendship and we had everyone involved. So I really liked the rapport between the kids at you know throwing the party. But Deb, I think I really felt her. So to me, she was my favorite to watch. Mm. Nice. Alyssa? Oh, I feel like I want to give it 
I want to give it to Haley for my favorite because I feel like she finally stood up to her new mother-in-law and she had that moment where she went back to her old bedroom and she's crying and her parents are comforting her and it's also like she's still she's still a kid and she's just trying to work it all out and she's found what she thinks is the love of her life and she's like yes I'm confident we're getting we're married and this is my choice and lucky enough that her parents are so uh, supportive of it but like having all those doubts and hearing people say that you think that they're pregnant like that she's pregnant and having all these doubts about her and she's not really doubting it she's just kind of upset as to the fact that people aren't really understanding of it but she's confident in it and i think that it shows and how much she loves nathan so nice haven't yeah she's just she's a good person (laughs) (laughs) nice good choice dom i think for me it's skills in this episode um i haven't actually like well this is the most we've seen skills like from from start to now this is kind of the the biggest involvement he has in an episode so far and he kind of had the most poignant lines uh and really like strong message to lucas and although you get strong messages across all the episodes and there's always someone that has something really important to say and you know it's normally someone like whitey you know go sort your life out and go and do what you want to do or it's someone like keith is actually I, i need to live for myself a little bit and the same for karen when you get to someone like Skills, who is someone young, playing someone a little bit younger, but the, the character himself saying, just, you got to go out there and be yourself. And he, he was so, just felt very real. And watching him, he was the sort of standout um, character for me in that, oh, I, I'm getting to meet him for the first time. And he's funny. He's very witty. He's, he, you know, strange, like quite, you can kind of see his charm as well and how he fits into that group. And, it's almost like Lucas is has always been the outsider of the Rivercourt um, kind of crew, the little, little gang they've got. Um, because it, to me, it kind of feels like the Fergie and Skills and maybe even Mouth have all, have been friends for a very very long time, and Lucas was kind of one that eventually joined because he's so introverted and quiet and keeps himself to himself. And Skills is the one that has always encouraged him and pushed him to do that. And I. I found more of that in this episode than than kind of any other episode it just feels like he's the one that's always going to be there for him he's like you know no matter what happens with all of these people you know i'm always going to be your friend and and yeah i think he's the one yeah nice it actually feels like (laughs) skills is like lucas's best friend really isn't it like his sort of uh long time compadre i was close to saying skills um but i've gonna give it to lucas i know it's predictable but (laughs) this was a really strong episode for him actually um because he uh he he put on the party for nathan and Haley. that was all his idea he's made uh effort to reconcile with brooke and peyton even when he found out that they'd burnt his letter he didn't take it to heart he kind of was just like okay that's probably better that way um he was good with his mum. he went to go he's really good with nathan he went to go and see Dan at the end you know I think it's uh I think it was a good episode for him as a character 
And and he got that great advice of just, you know, be the person that you used to be. If that's who you want to be, just do it. Be who you want to be lately. That's Gavin DeGraw. Um, (laughs) uh, One thing about Lucas is that his eyes were considerably more open in this episode than ever before. And I was was very impressed with that. There you go. His eyes are (laughs) opening to a new world in season two. (laughs) But that is like quintessential Lucas is like squinty eyes. I think he actually meant squint quintessential Lucas. Quintessential Lucas. I like that. Oh my god, I love it. I want a t shirt that says quintessential Lucas. Let's get them made. I'll get them made and we'll send them to you. Ravenshoops.net, yeah. (laughs) Uh okay. So let's go on to song Dom. Um, I think it's going to have to be Keen. I think Keen played at the end. Sure. <laughs> the song right at the beginning that Lucas was listening to was, hold on, I have it written down. Uh, it was a song called My Heart by The Perishers. I had not heard it before. I had to look it up like Shazam it. Um, but... Everybody's Changing by Keen was playing, and that's the oh, one yeah. I'm familiar with. So I'll, I'll go with I'll go with that. They mentioned Keen in it as well because it's, um, oh Peyton, what music are you into right now? And she's like, oh, the new Keen one's pretty good. And when you say the new Keen one, and it's that song, and it's not the new one anymore, you're kind of like, oh yeah, God, that <laughs> <laughs> came out about that time, Jesus. But yeah, I'm gonna go with that. What about you, Michelle? Uh, I liked Float On, Modest Mouse. That played when Brooke was making Peyton's profile. And what was she calling it? Modern Mouse? Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. And I liked it too because they're, as they're as she's mentioning it, the song is playing. So I liked that nice. insert there. And Alyssa? I got to go for Nostalgic Purposes, Real Love by Mary J. Blige playing at the party. <laughs> Just like... You know, it's the Nelly love, and I felt like it was. I forgot that they played it. I'm like, oh my god, this song is so perfect for this. Yeah. <laughs> so I was happy to hear that. Nice. Uh, mine was Headsprung by LL Cool J, and it actually mm. ties in a little <laughs> bit because uh, when I first learned to drive, I uh, I had that album, and it was the first track on the album. I used to play it so obnoxiously loud that my windows on the car would be up and they'd be shaking. And um, and it was very much like like douchebag Nathan from the beginning of season one, and that that was that was me. That's who I was at that point. At that point, it's okay. I merged into a Lucas, then into a mouth. No, I'm joking. Um, I wish I was a mouth. Um, but I also like that. Like the third line of that song is is like it's big LA, da da da, and then it's like big Willie. Just says he's got a big willy, and it's like just says it in a song nonchalantly. And I think I I respect anyone that can do that, you know. That that resonates with you, yes. It unfortunately doesn't. I I wish it did. (laughs) (laughs) Average willy, it doesn't quite go the same. (laughs) Slightly below average. I'm joking. Uh, I've said the shape of my nipples. I'm not prepared to discuss my penis on this podcast. That's that's a step too far. Maybe a few more seasons in. Season nine, yeah. That's just for the Hall of Famers. <laughs> Patreon. You can only find it on Patreon. Right, a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> God. Um, okay, so... Don't you feel like Peyton now? 
<laughs> yeah, lust factor. Yeah, yeah don't, don't come and find me in the shower and I'll see it on Patreon. <laughs> okay, uh, favorite line, uh, Alyssa. I have. Sometimes you never look back and sometimes life forces you to. Dan. Mm. I was like, yes. That's a good one. You spoke to me on so many levels. That's a good one. And I feel like for the entirety of the show, like that's very uh, present. So, And it ties in because we're going to force Paul Johansson to look back on his time at One Tree Hill in our next episode. <laughs> right? so, so true. <laughs> uh, Michelle? You should open the episode with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We all know Dan is a world-class jerk. That's a good one. Whitey said that. Yeah. yeah. Dom? Uh, I'm really glad you went with that one, uh, Michelle, because normally both of you go for like the most, like a really poignant moment in the, in the episode and pick one out. And uh, I was going to go with, uh, I have a, a couple written down. Um, and there's one, there's one from Skills where he says, you can shave your head, dog, but you still ain't as pretty as me. I really like yeah. that. Yeah, I um, <laughs> love that. But I have to go, I, it's got to be Jim James when he says, and please bear with me, uh, for those who say you're too young, let me just say, hell, you can drive at 16, go to war at 18, you can drink at 21 and retire at 65. So how, how old do you have to be before your love is real? So beautiful. There you go. It's a Love, good one. The lovely Jim James. That was a good one. Uh, my one, I didn't write it down. I feel amateur. But what skills <laughs> said to Lucas about, you know, you like the person you used to be. Why not be him again? I thought it was really good. So, yeah, poignant. I, I also just wanted to remark on this. <laughs> when Whitey's giving the baby blanket. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we're not Camilla. pregnant. From Camilla. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, you never know. He is a Scot after all. <laughs> that's a good one. I was like, oh. Nathan's like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wrote that one down, too. Nice. Okay. Favorite background performer, one line or less? Dom, let's, start, let's start with you, Dom. <laughs> There's, was Raven's guy in it? I was trying to look for him desperately because now he's our friend. <laughs> I couldn't help but feel there's there's a bit where there's like um like a, a disco ball or like a light ball flashing like there somewhere like above their head and he's kind of like staring at it or dancing towards it. There's one one of them anyway. One of the the characters is doing that. So and they're in like a small crowd. Um, and I thought it was maybe him. But I wasn't sure. I couldn't quite get a good look at him. But I'm gonna go with. I oh, know. Actually, is it is it Fergie that eats the cheese off of skills? So I can't mm-hmm. pick Fergie. It can't be him. Again, I go He's with the guys that name. were dancing. That, that were dancing. Oh, and the... so I can't pick Bevan then for dancing. <laughs> the best. The She's best. such a good dancer. This one was hard. I don't have anyone. I just have the guy who. Like the random guy was there for Pete, and he's like, "I oh, am yeah, me sometime." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who I picked. I'm a nine point four. I picked the guy in the leather skirt just because he only had one line. I didn't want to pick him because I don't agree with this line of story. But uh, <laughs> by default, yeah. Is that yeah. have you got one, Alyssa? Or is that what you want to take him as well? Take that guy. I'll take him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, and. <laughs> That's all of them, isn't it? Okay, so to the precious, precious rating. 
So, as you know, we all have to agree. So, I'll count to three, and then after three, you all say what you think it is out of ten. But before we do that, did you all have a number before we started our conversation? Yes. Yes. Did the number increase or decrease during the course of this conversation? Increased. Yeah, mine might. Yeah, mine increased. No. Hair. Alyssa and Michelle listening back to or when I was editing the uh, episode <laughs> I was like disgracefully low scores I'm not letting it happen again because I, I, <laughs> I put the listeners on my back with the scores like that's something I also get a lot of heat for sometimes is that uh, to keep in the, the scores high um, because I usually apart from my last episode every time I usually go a bit higher than Dom or the same Dom has been going high recently because he gets it he loves the show he's passionate um <laughs> so I, I i haven't had to fight as much anymore dom's on the level but you guys i can feel you're going to try and pull the score down so so don't okay because you're on our platform <laughs> well, now and we, we score this see. high we shall see my friend we shall see okay i think, I think we're all going to go for the same number i think we've all got the same number I think we've all got it. We I think you and doing. I do. I, I, I can read you. I'm not sure about Alyssa and Michelle. We'll <laughs> see. Okay, ready? One, yeah. two, three, nine. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we all picked over nine and Dom picked eight. <laughs> Wait, did, did you both? Who said 9.5? I said 9.1. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just to throw it off, but nine. Nine. But nine. nine. I said nine. Oh, Dom. Um, firstly, nine. firstly, Alyssa and Michelle, I apologize. You're going to say Fuck you, Dom. <laughs> but, you know, on behalf of everybody, fuck you, Dom. What were you yeah, thinking with an eight? <laughs> Come on. Explain It was yourself. a seven. It was a seven. Why? <laughs> wow. And then after wow. this conversation, it, it... Mine was like an 8.9 and then I raised after, it. After the conversation, it went up to an eight. Dom, LL Cool J confirmed he has a big willy. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit too much conversation about it. <laughs> I uh, I did like the episode. Um, uh, it, it just wasn't one that would stand out to me. This isn't an episode I'm going to remember. I'm not going to... We're not... We get to the end of season two and I'll be like, oh yeah, that happened. Uh, the, the, <laughs> there were some import, really important moments. So the, Dan being nice is a bit weird. Deb pushing back about uh, Nathan and Haley. Haley pushing back about Deb's um, attitude and behaviour. Um, the James parents being a bit quirky and crazy, but also, you know, quite loving and very caring. Uh, skills uh, and his bit was was great. It's just like the Lucas Payton Haley, um, Lucas Payton Brooke story is just like that weird triangle. Um, it, it's all just a bit okay, great. <laughs> just kind of got to that that point of this this episode, and it's just like I don't, I have no idea what's going to happen in the next episode. There's kind of nothing keeping me on on edge for this one. Um, and like I said, it, it's just not one that's going to be memorable to me. It didn't feel like, you know, what you know, you'll tell me when we get to a point that that's an iconic scene or that's an iconic line or something like that. There was, that it didn't feel like there was anything in this episode that really stood out as that to me. So, but, uh, you know, uh, as part of our discussion and everyone's made great points and, and valid points about 
what this means and what that means and that's why my number has gone up a bit but it's not the, the number you're at i'm afraid well we'll see we'll see so what about <laughs> the end though where lucas goes to see dan uh, an important but inevitable ending i just i just always thought he would so oh, okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> i do want to say so i understand what you're saying yeah no, however me too. are you gonna say feel... fuck you dom <laughs> no no i would never ever 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 say that you have permission you can if you want you can, yeah. well, thank i you. get to give permission uh, on who can slander dom you can do it it's fine he's the ravens podcast punching bag yeah, uh, no 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 but okay so this re-watching this episode today you know when i've watched it i think this is actually a rememberable episode and you won't realize it until you go further yeah and there's one moment and i discussed with this off mic that i never really thought of until and now i will forever remember this episode and i'm gonna also message that to simon <laughs> as well the part i'm talking about but I think this episode is so good. It involves so many people. It involves everybody. And it's setting us up for what's to come. And right. while that Even might just... not very obvious. Right. But then there's just one part that I just can't get over that I will now, when I think of season two, I'm like, just going to go back to it and be like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm. So that's why mm. I gave it a nine. Not that you guys asked or anything. No, that's <laughs> what, well, no, no, no. That's what I was coming to. My point, I was going to ask you, Michelle, why you gave it a nine. You've given that. Thank you. Alyssa, why did you give it a nine? Yeah, I mean, there is, we involved everyone, which I always appreciate. We always love friendship and relationships on the podcast, and you know, including everyone, all of our main characters. So that was great to see that. Um, and this is like, this is the birth of this new relationship of Nelly. And so like, there's so much to come with that. And so it sets up for that. And, um, a different Dan, which is weird because, you know, it's not the Dan that we're used to. And you're kind of like, well, is it going to stay this way? Or is he going to go back to his old ways? It's just, and then like with Karen, there's a possibility of her pursuing, a, you know, going to school. So I feel like there's definitely growth for our characters, and I know it's hard for Dom to even see it right now. But obviously, what know, knowing what we know, this is a very good setup to the season. This particular episode, maybe not so much last episode, but this episode definitely. Yeah. So. Does, sorry dom you sorry. will eventually know what we know <laughs> does, does that change anything for you dom the the only well, it, i i the friendship thing and and the every character being involved i hadn't really you, you know fully considered but i think look at look at it from my perspective is that i don't know totally. it, i don't know anything totally. so i <laughs> i i can only judge it on on past and now so you you guys are, I suppose, lucky in that way, in that you can kind of go, okay, the rest of the season, this this happens and that happens and that happens, and it's all built on that episode. But I don't know that yet, so I can only base it on that episode. So surely, it's an eight. <laughs> well, but Dom, you got you had good amounts of Whitey, good amounts of Dan, which I know these are important for you having a higher a higher score, um, and and you got 
uh, like really nice moments. Like we say, sometimes you get like these palate cleanser episodes where it's a bit softer and a bit less of the drama. Though there was drama in it, and there was like more fun moments, like with when they were setting up the party and you know spinning mouth around and Brooke Davis, him shouting out Brooke Davis is his elevator person and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, and I agree with um, Alyssa and Michelle, and that it is a very memorable episode for lots of reasons. And that's true that you don't see that at the moment, um, but it is it's a nine dom and there's three of us and one of you so what's your problem <laughs> so that's it there's really no discussion that's right that's it. that's it i don't think we're going down to an eight no, if you could convince one of us to go down to an eight then you'd have a discussion so you're not convincing me uh michelle is he convinced you at all no, Alyssa, is he convinced? No, I'm sorry, you? and no. I've been there. This is a newbie. I get it. Totally yeah. get but, it. But uh, but what yeah, about what about? Okay, let's one more try, and, and I, okay, and we'll see where we go from here. In the last episode, we had Dan waking up from his, you know, whatever this brief coma, uh, and he he wakes up to see Deb and Keith together hugging, and then we 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 have that ooh that real moment of what's going to happen and and I had to decide you know is he going to kick off or is he going to is he going to hold this one close to his chest and, and play it off later and and there's kind of no mention of it at all okay fine he, he might be using that one further down the line but it just felt like that this whole episode was all about like palate cleanser is a good way of describing it because it just felt like it was just resetting it just felt like a reset episode where we, we haven't ended with anything major and I, I i other than lucas walking in and going to see dan and he says hello son or you know nice to see you, son or what you know, he calls him son um, which is you know fair enough a a key moment i just don't think it was enough <laughs> to to make me go oh okay that's you, you know oh, when i watched the last episode i really wanted to watch the next episode straight away and i had to wait you know a week and a half to be able to watch it now i've watched that this episode just gone i'm thinking okay there's there's nothing for me other than my own predictions and, and wanting to know what happens there's nothing that immediately stands out uh, as to what's what's going to happen next slow and steady wins the race <laughs> you can't have it every... right, we gotta we gotta build i don't i don't want crazy drama and like lunacy and explosions and things i'm not i'm not crazy uh i just uh, but Yes, but if but if Dan were to react so quickly and erratic, it's like oh, we're right back where. So now we're setting up with the whole Lucas, like Lucas and like ending there is like whoa, mm. this is huge now that this is going to be, however it's going to be. It's, just think of it like it's that. also grounded in reality so we always say this there's no supernatural elements to the show or anything like that it's grounded in reality and if it was just tension the whole way through it would be more of a soap opera than it would be you know like a drama so you have to have time it, it has to have a slow burn especially when you know generally with these shows you're building to the crescendo of a mid-season break reset build to a crescendo of the season finale um, and as someone that's, you know, a well-educated person, Dom, and knows a lot about, you know, TV and how it's written, if anything, you're making yourself look like a dickhead by saying these <laughs> things and going with an eight. So stop being a douchebag. 
Put your big boy trousers on and give it a nine. Okay, I've got a baby crying in the other room. I've got a life to live. Oh, no. So give it a nine. You can't guilt me with that. Stop <laughs> I, I being didn't a dick. For you to have a baby, you did. <laughs> well, I chose to edit this podcast and I can pick all <laughs> kinds of things you've said from previous episodes and put them all together. It's going to go, I think it's a nine. <laughs> 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 It'll just be a very quick episode. It's a 10. Really. He just said it, though. But he just said it, though. Mm. Yes, he gave it. So what do you say, Dom? He did. None of us are conceding. There's three to one. You understand how this works. Time for you to concede. Don't do a Trump. Hand the power <laughs> over. I'm not leaving. Well played. Well played. I thought it doesn't end until I can be fully convinced that it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> well so Dom, i hope you guys it's... have got nothing planned for your day and <laughs> it's a nine. Oh, i tell you what right uh we can put this in right why oh, he's if, cracking if we he's can, cracking if we can agree if i can agree with this room michelle what if we say in 10 episodes we call it a nine in 10 episodes time we'll look back at this episode okay or no 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 the next time you come on so in season three okay we will, we will, Dom will then have some context of how important this episode was. And then Dom, if you look back on it and think that it's an eight, then we will reopen the conversation. I'm not saying that we will change, but we will reopen the dialogue. So you get a second opportunity. Even if we get to the end of, or like further down the line of the season, I think actually on reflection, that was a really important episode. I'll upgrade it to a nine. No, no, no. It's staying as a nine. It is a nine. But when Alyssa and Michelle are back on in season three, if you have problems with it being a nine, we can reopen the dialogue and then have the conversation again. But for now, we leave it as a nine. How is that fair? Because you get the opportunity (laughs) to talk about it again. This democracy is (laughs) bullshit. Again, everyone else seems to be in agreement. So what I think is, what's wrong with you? Why? I I will concede that it's a nine then. Agree yes. that it's a nine. I'd like to hear you say you agree that it's a nine. I agree that it's a nine. Excellent. So if you want to find out more about... <laughs> now, everybody, please go out and check out Total Betty Media. Amazing back catalogue. Amazing forward catalogue. Things that haven't even happened yet. But you need to know. <laughs> so you need to subscribe. You need those notifications. You need to go to the social medias. Get involved. Yes. We love it. It's... Uh, it's just good times all around. Anything you'd like to add, ladies, before we get out of here? It's always a pleasure. <laughs> it was fun to be. It's honestly, I know Dom can't understand it, but watching, I didn't know what this episode entailed. And then I was watching it, you know, for the podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, what a good episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a good episode. It's like the Nelly engagement marriage party. And Michelle's like, oh, yeah, that one. Like, we knew which one it was. It's memorable. Um, some things in it are memorable. So when you do look back, Tom, you will see that the reason why we picked a nine. But... <laughs> Yeah, um, it's just always so much fun with you guys. Yeah. Thank you for inviting <laughs> it's, us. It's fun to be in the Tree Hill world. We haven't been, I haven't seen this episode for maybe, what, f- four years or well, something you at watched this point? It? No, you watched for Friends with Benefits. Didn't you watch? Oh, no, but I think I only kind of watched like the first season. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen the first season twice now, but yeah. 
it was nice to see this episode it's again and fun. relive it and like oh wow all this stuff happens that you don't even realize and sets up a lot of things to come <laughs> so i look forward to hearing your journey me too <laughs> cannot wait well, yeah and i'm excited to come back for season three because lots would have happened before <laughs> before then so well thank you so much as always thank you for your time thank you for your expert opinions and contributions <laughs> I know that Don Don uh, wants to say, so I'm yeah. this gap <laughs> always. I but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, and your time is uh, valuable because you you know you've got lives and jobs and you, your own podcast network. So it means so much that you, you you're willing to spend the time with us and and talk about these episodes. And uh, I I value your your insight, and I mean that of the three of you, not not just not you know i'll include simon in that as well uh so your 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 vision and, and your knowing of what's coming and uh i will obviously uh keep that with me in every episode of season two now uh and think okay what's 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 going to be uh coming back and and reoccurring that that makes episode two an important episode so yeah it's it, I, I love having you guys on it's so much fun talking to you so thank you so much yeah for certain so much fun thanks so before we get out of here we've got to do our ravens on free but we now do it in a different accent every time so as uh our guests what accent would you like us all to do the ravens on <laughs> we've done a lot <laughs> Even if we can't do it, then we do it anyway. We generally can't do it. We've done like... How do you say ravens in pig Latin? No, we well, we always say Latin? it in English, no. but just in the accent. And I don't know how a pig Latin accent... Like. We've, we've done like Swedish, German, American, so, uh, like, you know, from the deep south in America. We've done <laughs> French, Spanish, I think. We've done loads. But what's your choice? What about... I want to hear your American accent. Ooh. Well, you give us a state or give us somewhere. We can do American, but give us a different place. Pick an accent by state. Yeah, let's do New York. Let's do a New York accent. New York (laughs) Ravens. That's like New York. Very regional. You want us to get a a coffee and a slice? (laughs) Go Mets. Walk your dog. Go Mets, though. Go walk your dog. You say dog? Go walk the dog. Your dog, walk the dog, yeah. Hey, Dom, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That translates in any language. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, who's Dom? You do the count. Oh, God. Can can someone just say Ravens on three for me? Ravens on three. But in in the New York. Ravens on three. Ravens on three. All right, you ready? Yeah. I've already lost it. Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Always a pleasure. (laughs) 